Welcome to the No Practice Podcast, where we cover the only sport in the world where there is no practice. With your mini rod driving host, Adam Kester, Tyler Slaw, and Chase Richardson. Strap in for some debates on the world of pulling, exclusive special guests, and a whole lot of nonsense BS. The No Practice Podcast starts now. Now. Welcome Hello. back, everybody. February 28, 2024, the No Practice Podcast is back. I am your host, Adam Kester, and with me, as always, Tyler Slaw, and his name is still spelled wrong in the intro, That's and right. Chase Richardson. How's it going, guys? Chase is sounding a little under the weather. Yeah. It's going great, man. Um, still recovering from the farm show flu. For all yes. those you out there that have been struggling with me, um, excuse my voice uh, crackles tonight, but, you know, sickness can't keep the no, proc- no practice podcast down. So I'm here uh, and it may actually be better because I won't be drinking tonight. Perhaps no drinking means no interrupting as well. We've got a clean slate on our Chase Interrupts <laughs> board and uh, maybe we can keep some tallies off of it if your uh, fine, cool, sultry voice is uh, escaping you this evening. Yeah, the, the ratings the ratings could be all time high tonight. Yep, yep, yep. So we're back, was... number one pulling podcast in the world. Um, are we still in that top ten percent of all podcasts? I do believe so. That's what That's they a tell big us. Number. Yes, sir. Yeah. Fresh off, fresh off of uh, the first ever no practice podcast live in person. Um, that was a complete failure, but we we winged it, and actually, I think it's our most viewed uh, or most watched show on a couple platforms so um we'll get into that here shortly but the no practice podcast live would you guys call that a failure or success uh it was a successful failure i would say uh it was mostly a success for me because i managed to defeat three challengers in a beer chugging contest at the end there uh it was a bit of a failure because they uh as as i believe you guys said they had the handcuffs on us uh they wouldn't let us do our typical rigmarole. Uh, unfortunately, we shot some cool video, which now got posted to the uh, full pull Facebook page there. But uh, they wouldn't let us show that on the screen. But I can't be all complaints. Um, I was grateful for the opportunity that they, you know, let us use the stage and threw us on the screen and, you know, forced people there in the food court to witness yeah. what we do. Yeah, for sure. It, the, fan, the fans in person, they were great. All the koozies were dished out. But the one thing I can take away from that, go back to episode nine to probably follow up when I said what we were talking about. If they put as much energy into building their purse money for the competitors there as they did worry about what we're doing with this podcast, I mean, that <laughs> pool would be, you win millions of dollars that pool. Uh, so, no, you know, no, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, up until the, literally minutes before it started, it was like the damn, it, it was like there were terrorists in there, a, a terrorist group. For, <laughs> like the, the way some of these things were being worried about, but I don't know. I guess we'll. Uh, I, and I and and it was also brought to our attention they were not happy with your chugging es- escapades either, Tyler. Oh, really? I, we totally blame that on you. I don't think Tyler was happy with that. 
because yeah, he was I'll, shaking like a dog shitting peach seeds when he picked the okay. glass up. Well, in all fairness, I was <laughs> unbelievably hungover. I think that beer that I chugged was maybe the third one that I had had that day. And that gentleman in, right next to me that was chugging with me, he came up to me earlier in the day and he's like, hey, we're still doing this chug off thing right on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we are. Why? And he's like, you're going down. You're getting your ass kicked. And I was like, oh, okay. So like clearly that guy meant business. And then like two hours later, a lady comes up to me and she's like, hey, did my husband find you? I'm like, um, I don't know. That's pretty vague. She's like, he's going to chug a beer against you and you're getting your ass kicked. You're going down. And I'm like, oh, man, I've got husband and wife approaching me, just calling me out. And so, I mean, I was intimidated. I was not on my A game. That wasn't my best work. But uh, yeah, we you we still managed. managed. You still man. You still managed to uh, to take care of business, though, right? Somehow, yes. In the heat of the moment, uh, yeah. we got it done. So that's why it was a success for me. But it it was a good time. I was glad to be there. And now, despite despite the headaches that we were dealt with, and the the we 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 did persevere persevere and made it through it, and got our first ever no practice podcast live done. But I think I told you guys the. The fans and the, the people who love this podcast and love what we're doing uh, week to week. Again, we're just here to grow our, grow the sport we love and let the rest of the world know how awesome and badass this sport is. Uh, but it, the the effect is real. Like people are out there, and you know Tyler and I. You see right here, we walked the the halls of the show uh, earlier in the day. Adam was unfortunately wasn't able to be there, but you know this podcast has a following and its fans and it's exciting and you know. Can't wait to do another one of these in person down the road somewhere. Yeah, the interaction there was, I mean, it was it was awesome for sure. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. Adam, what you had to Adam, what you had to say? I'm willing to weather. I'm being nice. I'm I'm in I'm, oh, I was just saying, interrupting, you know, I'm bringing uh, back your, your point. Sorry. Uh, another, you know, we were supposed to have a guest. And we did have yeah. a guest, <laughs> but we were supposed to have another guest. And apparently this guy is very famous. Mr. Tony Reed, which is what growing corn, whatever. The guy that probably we're probably happy that we didn't have him up there in one sense because he cusses like a sailor, from what I hear. But yeah, hey, yeah. you know what? I've heard somewhere, I don't know if this is truth or not. I've heard that people that cuss more are more honest people. So maybe he's a great guy. But um Yeah, yeah it was kind of he's, he's kind of funny. Our, he's, our, he's our rival now. We we yeah, he, the, the he no showed on us, right? Yeah, we've yeah, got we've trouble. got beef with him for sure. Yeah. Because if yeah. you say people that cuss more are honest people, he said he was going to show up and he didn't. So yeah, that's pretty bad. I will say this. More. So I guess earlier in the week he'd put out a video of what vehicle he was going to take to the farm show, right? And he's apparently this dude's got like thirty vehicles around his farm or whatever. But he was talking about, oh, I don't want to take this one or this one, you know, blah blah. He picks this old buick maroon buick it's got salt life on the windshield well it's funny saturday afternoon my buddy rodney and casey they didn't stay for the pool saturday night as soon as the the farm show ended they got in the truck and they left and came home and they actually came over to my place we watched it on tv but um they're on their way home and they're going down i-64 you know cruising along and they see this maroon buick and they said they go by him and they're they're looking at him and he just plops the bird right up in the window as they pass by. They stopped and they did a TikTok and stuff. It was pretty funny, but 
Yeah, it would probably have been great to get him on there, but you know what? No, he, he, we weathered he, the storm without him. We're fine. We're fine. You know. <laughs> yeah, they shut us down on screw, many, many. Screw that dude. We don't need him. Yeah, yeah. many fronts. Mr. We were shut down, but we were fine. Yeah, of course, of course, Tyler. So, you know, shifting gears to the farm show. I heard you've been getting some emails. You, you mind oh, to uh, yep. enlighten you us on that? Shifting yeah. gears oh. to the truck show. Yeah, the 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 actual the, the pool the the show that you. We would highly recommend attending. We would recommend the farm show, but the tr- Mid America Mac Winter Nationals Truck and Tractor Pool. By the way, we'll be revealing the lineups here shortly on this show for those of you tuning in for that. Uh, we'll go through the, all four classes. But in terms of competitor announcements, didn't you receive some emails from your friends? We we love talking about emails on these on these shows that we get. So um, yes, yes. Or, or or was that was that fake news? No, no. I did receive an email. Uh... Was it was it Monday? Perhaps walk us through Monday? walk us through the scenario here so we understand. Well, this I is mean, good. Hey, get okay. your popcorn well, out, pulling fans. Popcorn out right now. This is this is this is uh, what makes the No Practice Podcast high quality. Go ahead. So the original invite to the truck show stated that it was going to be 2023 NTPA rules, and I think it was. I want to say Monday, but maybe it was like Thursday or Friday. Maybe you guys could help me out with that, but. uh The email that we recently got after the invite now said that we have to uh, follow the 2024 rules. So here we have the uh, Mid-America Truck Show email rule change challenge that we are uh, facing here. So this uh, is 30 days from the event. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so what that means is enable for us to compete there. We have to follow the NTPA 2024 rules meaning our feet cannot be outside the frame rails. So uh, we're looking forward to the uh, email challenge there of completely altering our chassis possibly in 30 days. And uh, kudos to the powers that be for making sure we're safe while competing there. And uh, we're looking forward to that. I can't honestly say we've done anything yet, but I mean, we've got time yet, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. safety is a the is one of the cross, you know, one of the most what's the word I'm looking for important things in this sport. So whatever we yeah. got to do to keep the floor safe, Tyler, as you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. But um, for, for those of you who don't, if this doesn't, if we're trying to give some context, the Mac winter nationals, the invitation only event put on by Mr. Mike Connie, uh, who's also going to be in the show. He here did later. not make the rule. He did not Hang make on. the it's rule. Not, it's, not so his rules. it's not his rules. Yeah. He chooses yeah. to sanction his event with NTPA, which with, when you sanction an event, you bring that organization's rules in, but Mike Connie, brings a blend of all vehicles and from all organizations. I say all PPL and NTPA, but the, you know, for those of you that don't know, go back to episode, episode one of the no practice podcast. And a a hot topic has been this off season, the the particular tractor that Tyler's dad runs, um, you know, where the driver's compartment portion of it is no longer. There was a handful of them. There's a handful of them. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. It was the slaw brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. So yeah. so 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 back to where t- Tyler said it was yeah, initially. Exactly. Said Look at this comment. 20, this is perfect. 20, it was gonna be 2023 rules. Um I guess the news was passed here a couple of days ago that yeah, they have to be twenty twenty four rules. The the bummer is, Chase, if you were gonna make that rule, I wish you would have given us more heads up. Oh, if I made the rule yeah. if I made the rule, you've never been in there. Yeah, I know. That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Um, 
so needless to say, are you going to get it done or what's the deal? Well, like I said, we've got, we've got plenty of time and I mean, we own a welder so we can, we can probably change some <laughs> things. Um, well, well, being we'll that see. I'm such, we see, being I'm the guy who threw, hey, threw you out. Hate to quote, say it. Quote, hate to say um, it in such a negative there, fashion, well, but if you real if you really wanted to do the do the job right, you know, my dad never had his feet and ankles inside the frame rails. Maybe just cut your yeah. damn legs off. I know. I was in honor of That's in honor of your father, Adam. I was thinking about taking a sawzall <laughs> to my thighs and just being like, "What are you going to do? Disqualify me now because my feet aren't inside the frame." Huh? Well, yeah, just tape if it's, it. In. If it's take your mangled leg and tape it on the inside of the frame rail. <laughs> Couple if of any alternative. If it's any alternative, because I don't want you to lose your legs. We have an extra mini rod that didn't qualify for that event, and you are more than welcome to bring your engine and your package down here and put it in the tractor and run it for that one event. But no, I, no other time. I do appreciate your offer for uh, yeah. letting us just because, stick my just, package. Yeah, Chase wants to accept your package. No, no, that is yeah. very nice. And uh, shout out to you, Chase, for that offer. And also to uh, Kevin and Lindsey Campbell. They actually reached out as well when they saw that email. And they said, you know, come down here, pick up our chassis, put your motors in them, go down there, kick ass. They're like, you guys shouldn't have to go through that in 30 days. And I'm like, you know. And then you can buy them have- from us. Yeah, right. But we have wrecked <laughs> tractors at events pretty bad, as everybody knows. And I mean, the next weekend we're out with them. So, I mean, yeah, we'll figure well, something out. No hill for it's the last time right? I've ever doing anything. It's the last time I've ever doing anything nice for you again is offering that. So you have until yeah. I'd say as long as you're there about Wednesday before the pool starting on Saturday, we could probably get her done. Yeah, I would uh, agree we, with that. And yeah. maybe we'll take you up on that. Who knows? We'll we'll see. So, yeah, that's the that's the I recent, got the saws uh, all. Yeah. Oh well, you want you want to do the honors? <laughs> That's about time for our next I mean, episode, we'll get right? Right in there, buddy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next episode, we're gonna cut my legs hey, you're talking off about- live on the air. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make. We're trying to go. Hey, this how much do you think those babies than- weigh? If you're really, oh, I if mean, you're I- really dedicated. Tyler, your legs got to be twenty pounds a piece. I mean, oh, Jesus. I would say so. I mean, we could, I'm a pretty fat guy, pounds and I got. I'm a pretty fat guy and I got some chicken legs, but I'd say these sticks are easily worth 20 a piece, like 40 pounds down. Man, I could move my seat even further forward at that point. Think about the amount of liquid right. they, they fill up, they fill with on a weekend with all that alcohol consumption too. I mean, you're probably oh, another, yeah. another 10 pounds a leg there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's 30 pounds a leg. I mean, I'd be 60 pounds down. You guys would be toast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I think, enough. I think with the fact the, uh, of the matter is, is like, Hey, you know what? There's no, I hear no complaining out of him. I'm going to make do with the rules as they claim. So kudos to you. I mean, it sounds like a challenge for you and uh, you guys will meet the challenge yeah. like you always do. Fact of the matter is I wish they'd quit flip-flopping with their damn rules. I mean, make it evident early, you know, give, give people time. Not, not oh, even no. just you guys. Just when we, when we settle on, when we settle on rules at the end of the year, you got a certain amount of time that they need to be done. And that doesn't matter with our class, any class. Just get the rules, enforce them. Hey, your shit's got to be done. You know, and then we know, go from there. We don't say, oh, what time you're going to be able to run it? And then, oh, no, you can't. You know, just flip-flop. I think 30 days is is plenty of enough time to give a competitor time to, you know, 
do alterations to their chassis to make it there. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just happy they didn't yes. give us like seven. Well, safe. You know, I'm, I'm grateful. Grateful well, for we'll this. See, we'll see what we can get changed before then. There's more to come, I'm sure, probably. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Chase, if you could give me a heads up on the next rule change, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Well, we're not here to discourage the pullers. We're here to promote the sport. That's um, right. I take. I think that's a good lead. Our next segment. Those of you tuning in, no practice podcast fans, thank you again. Uh, our show continues to snowball each week. Uh, this week, a new little tw- new little twist to it, you know, because people in the sport recognize that we do have a a following uh despite being pretty new and we were invited to reveal the the competitor lineups for the mac winter nationals which is uh i would say this is a pretty good notch in our belt guys uh congratulations yeah. on being the official hub for a invitation only event and announcing yeah. the competitors so rather than make you all wait through the show um we want to get you in here see there's see these competitors early on and then you everyone's everyone wants to tune in to hear from our guest mike connie and the mac daddy team but um, we're going to go through class by class who's in, um, again, it, this event's March 23rd. We'll talk about how you get tickets after we reveal the classes, but tickets are on sale. It is in freedom hall, same location as the national farm machinery show. And I think it is a badass pool, probably better oh. than any session, better than any session at the farm machinery show, just because the mini rods are there. Right. That's so, right. um, here we go with the, uh, Mac winter national official stacked, stacked list. R- Stacked list. We're going to lead off with the sim, uh, the super semi class, uh, Mr. Backstage guy. If you wouldn't mind pulling it up, we'll go through them. Uh, this class, obviously, it's in conjunction. This event's in conjunction with the Mid America Truck Show, uh, the largest, one of the largest truck trade shows in the United States, uh, taking place right there in Louisville, Kentucky, the Fair and Expo Center. So semis are a headline class. You got five competitors. This year in the semi-class, uh, the class act tractor, Chris Wood, playing with fire, Mr. Ron DeBrow. I believe he is the NTPA and PPL champion both. Uh, first time ever someone has won with both of those. Look forward to seeing him. Uh, you have the Eileen team, Pat and Tom Eileen, with their just passing through uh, in the keep on trucking truck. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Mark or Spencer Rourke. Rook, I'm sorry, with the Hillbilly Deluxe. These aren't official lineups in terms of who is uh, keep uh, who is who's uh, going in what order, but this is who's in there. Um, again, Class Act playing with fire, just passing through, keep on trucking, Hillbilly Deluxe, and these lists came directly from uh, the committee at the MAC uh, Winter Nationals. So, uh, if they're pretty awesome. Typos, we'll Sim- blame for them. Nice pulling inside. Oh. You guys major announcement. It's pretty neat, man. Did, you guys major announcement. RJ Simon in the comments of this video just said that uh keep on trucking has a typo. The Simon team will be piloting the keep on trucking semi at the Mid America Truck Show. Keep Bowl. on so multiple, multiple reasons why we do this on here because we get vehicle. corrected when something's wrong. Look at that. We get wow. Yes. So uh um, we're going to need news RJ. Flash. RJ, will it be Brandon or RJ? Simons are almost pulling in every class. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they've got the mod. They had a mini run a couple yet. years They're ago. I mean, who knows? They might sneak in. So, so, so the go back to that list. The Simon team will have the keep on trucking in the, in the field. Uh, again, we got these directly from the, the committee. So, but we'll fall on the sword and say that we just, we left that detail out because, you know, who are the Simons? I never heard of those guys, right? 
<laughs> is this Fox News? As one of them says, true apologies. Yeah, I think we will be sure that is corrected. No, um, you, you know what? No apology needed. It's not on the committee to, uh, you know, announce who owns that truck now and the name change. You know, they want to leave that to the Simon boys and God bless them. They have chosen this platform to announce that. So look at that. Legit yep. Legitimacy at its best. So breaking news with the first lineup. I uh, can't wait till we get to the second one. I think the next class we got on the docket is the modified class. Um, why don't you take that and run with it, Adam? All right. So moving over to the modifieds, we have Steve Bollinger piloting the pit. Uh, Bill Leishner with the dirt slinger. Cameron Neves caught. Dylan Owens with Thorn. Tommy Owens with Ramblin Rose. Ricky Rose with Giddy Up. Brandon Simon with the Simon Says, the winner of both sessions of the mods at the at the farm show. Wayne Sullivan with the Kentuckian. Doug Theobald in the Full Bowl and Wicked. And Bill Voorhees with the American Thunder. It's a pretty good list of modifieds for the first time at the Mac Winter Nationals. I think um, everybody... This this should be interesting because they just pulled there and seen them see what changes they get to make. Um, you know, you know there was a Cameron Definitely. Eves made a really good run there in the finals. Um, yes, Leicester's they had some struggles. They had the first hook, they kind of turned it down, and then it didn't go their way the second go round. I mean, I think Bollinger he kind of had an up and down run. I think he would have changed. Um, you know, it's good to see all these guys another shot at it. It's a really cool class to see in, in Freedom Hall. Absolutely. So, and, uh, um, and not to mention Mr. Bill Voorhees, uh, you know, he had one one, uh, one lick on it the, the Wednesday night session, but I'm sure the old season vet himself. Oh, will, it'll be tuned be up for the, the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. So, and I, be yeah, I believe if I'm not tuned mistaken, up a little bit more. It, it was, they took basically the top 10 runners from the farm machinery show and just kind of plugged them in there. Um, I don't know the exact criteria, but that's what I overheard. Um, so, yeah, that's the 10 that's in. Um, right. We have a question. No corporate Obviously, punishment. breaking news, my brother-in-law, if you if you, yeah, if you haven't been paying attention to Facebook, my brother-in-law is selling his tractor. They kind of got some things. Uh, you know, nothing alarming. I think they, um, they've kind of made the decision. There's a lot of stuff going on with their kids. And, uh, you know, he just bought all brand-new engines and everything for that thing. So... It was the last thing in the world that he wanted to do to get rid of it. But, uh, yep. you know, sometimes family matters more. So uh, best best wishes to them with there. I think he would he was really liking to pull at the uh, MAC Nationals. I think he's going to, um, you know, thought it was easier just to let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. And uh, sad to see, but, you know, um, I'm sure somebody out there will uh, – I think we've already sold a couple of the engines. So, um Pretty easy to get rid of there. The chassis might be a little bit more difficult. It is a very good piece. So um should be a great yeah. class to watch. Um, Mr. Producer, what's Definitely our next so. class that we have on the docket? The pro stocks, I believe. Because we got the best class in pulling has got to be saved for last. So I guess pro stocks naturally. Tyler, you got it. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, the pro stocks, we're going to have uh, Mr. Brent Meyer on ejected funds. Brandon Simon making another appearance in the loud and heavy mr mike connie himself in the mac nasty and his daughter julia ray in the mac daddy jack mays in the billet binder 
Kevin Masterson in the River Rat, Kevin Masterson potentially again in the Tinker Toy, Philip Parrish in El Nino, to be determined if that's supposed to be red or not, uh, Denny Brown in Green with Envy, Justin Wagler in the Real Deer Pro, Carlton Cope in Warpath, and none other than the brand new bootlegger driven by Jason Svenovich. That is a tough, stacked class of pro stocks right there. And uh, yes. I'm excited to watch that one, specifically the bootlegger, to see if you know they've got that thing dialed in with a little bit more time and to see what that uh, huge billet aluminum barrel on the front of that thing can do. Um, other takeaway from that, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a yeah, massive guess- Ferguson guy. I, I, love, I love Carlton Cope's tractor, and he was not at the farm show, and having him there for this will be a lot of fun. He's always a tough runner. Uh, with a good track record in Freedom Hall. Yes, diversity is always good, for sure. Cool, cool. For, and then, oh, have, again, Kevin for any, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, um, Carlton. What's that? Yeah, um, Ke- Kevin Campbell checking in, saying I, that I, just uh, said, I would assume I just the said, bootlegger. Oh, guys. Uh, he's saying that the uh, the bootlegger is on the dyno today and all is good. So they've got that baby dialed in, and we're going to be looking for that thing to uh, to move some real estate and perhaps take a trip to the beach there in Freedom Hall on its second opportunity. Go back to that pro stock list. I'm just curious how many were finalists, I can, if I can recall correctly. I know uh, Julia Ray, Billet Bonder was, I'm pretty sure, Tinker Toy, El Nino. Um, I guess just four, but that class is so competitive. I mean, there's you could probably have a, a you know thirty different tractors up there that could call themselves finals finals worthy, if not more. So, um, yeah, and a good a good mix of red red and green in that field as well. So that'll be a ton of fun to watch, as it always is. And uh, we'll talk with Mister Mike Connie here a little later uh, about their team and so forth. Julia Ray was literally, you know a a foot or so from sweeping her where I don't know if she won the preliminaries on Thursday, but you know, they finished second, obviously had a very impressive show in there. Uh, so stout list as always, but no offense to pro stocks, you know, the Mac winter nationals is the Mac winter nationals because of the mini rock class. Uh, Cause it's <laughs> yeah, in freedom. That's, Hall. that's uh, what we let's like go to through tell this ourselves. One. Uh, some, fam- some familiar names that you may or may not know. Uh, Mr. Adam Kester walked the line. We'll get to, which tractor that actually is here shortly. Um, Renee Theobald, pretty wicked. Uh, Mr. Brian Guza, Grandpa's Disaster, first-time attendees. I guess Renee technically is, too, because last year they were, they were Grant's tractor. But Grandpa's Disaster, Brian Guza uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, myself and the Vibrator uh, representing the NTPA this past season. Jeff Hurt, Little Bear, the defending champion from 2023. Uh, a couple guys with illegal tractors, uh, <laughs> uh, Tyler and Bruce Slaw, have no mercy, show no mercy. I know you guys will be there uh, one way or another. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. I, I was kind of nervous that when we first got that news that you guys may be wavering going, but I know no, what's in no, your all's no. DNA, you'll be there. Um, yeah. Mr. Jeff Hurt again, the B-Bear. Uh, Wayne Bunnage, I, I don't know if that's Dylan or Wayne going to drive specifically. Uh, again, we just got these lists directly from the promoters themselves. So. Uh, I would say they're dealing with Wayne Bunnage with the Phoenix. Uh, if not, last time they were there, they finished second in a pull-off with you, with your dad, if I'm not mistaken, uh, That's the right. first year of this event. 
Um, Mr. Ken Vinny, Funny Little Farmo. Oh, um, the man, the myth, the legend. He, he will be there. He will be, uh, I would say, a heavy favorite to probably win this thing if you had to ask me who to bet on. Uh, and then the Bobcat Jr., and it, what we were told Bill Lasher will be piloting that tractor for the team from out of Europe. So, um, yeah, looks like a piece of cake to win, guys. No yeah, problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it'll be cool to have Bill Leishner in the mini again, too. Um, I hope that's the case. Um, I feel yeah. like it's been a little while since he's driven that thing. So, so yeah, that's, so, that's a um, field. Adam, walk the line. Is that the new tractor or which tractor that is that going to be? I think Adam has some connection problems. All right. Well, that's a shame. The, sh the show Adam, must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. Um, Tyler, do you change your combinations for the truck show with your meter rods, or you run them just like you do outdoors? Yeah, no, we run them a little bit harder because it's uh, you've got more time to fix them. It's not like we've got a pull next weekend. So you run the That's, same gear selections and everything, or you change that too? Uh, we run the same gear. Everything just roll it inside, just turn it up a little more. Yeah, pretty much. You, it's it's really hard to read the air in there anyway. Um, for people you know that are taking air readings you know for density and grains of water and everything um it's almost like once you get in there and a couple of vehicles have made passes it's almost like you know unburnt fuel in the air and you know they're using up the oxygen in the air so when you go indoor pulling in my opinion you almost have to take your previous notes from years past and look at just the indoor event notes you know not hardly the outdoor ones so that always makes it yeah. fun and i feel like everybody's on an even playing field there because not very often do we pull indoors so in two years ago the first year of that event there was a pull-off it was yes. your father and and wayne bunnage which i think was your dad may have been first hook and wayne bunnage was last hook or was that correct or something I mean, like wanted, that yeah, yeah it, it was pretty everyone was pretty tight but i um, it was the the pull off dynamic. Of course, we've talked about this a number of times this podcast. But I think a pull off, especially in an event like that, if you can keep it narrowed down to you know two or three guys, I think it's pretty badass. Oh yeah, um, I would I would love to see them take the top three in each class back for a pull off, and I feel like the fans would agree with that. And especially yeah, in a setting sure. like that where you don't have to be to an event or anything like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way to do it. Absolutely. So as we mentioned, those, those are the lineups. Um, tickets are on sale now. This event particularly can't do a lot of advertising in advance because for whatever rules that they have at the farm show, you can't advertise until the farm show is over. But um, we're, we're happy and proud and blessed to announce it on this podcast and, 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 and make the announcement that all of these proceeds that are made from this event are, are go to a nonprofit group. It's very unique. Pull. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Connie, who again is the promoter of this event later in the show. But every penny that's made from a that's brought in for this for this event does not go in anyone's pocket other than to a nonprofit group. And then on top of that, it's also the richest purse in pulling uh, by a long ways in terms of what pullers get for their winnings. And uh, we'll also talk to Mike about that and how he makes that happen. Um, so, so needless to say, from a pull, pulling standpoint, it's probably our favorite, one of our favorite pulls to get behind and help promote. So, um, absolutely, you, you can go to Ticketmaster. Uh, tickets are available right now for a fair price. Uh, I think most of the lowers are going pretty quickly, from what I've gathered. Uh, but plenty of upper level seats still available, um, and a lot of cool stuff coming with that event. Uh, uh, 
Chase, we've I've got to give Mr. Hank Jackson a voice here uh, from the Shelton team. He comments and says, so how can you call it the no practice podcast when I see some tractors making test pulls in Louisville? Um, well, these are the guys that drag race that help Shelton's, right? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. The, the guys who, who practice all the time, so we like to – let it be known to them that we're the only sport in the world. There is no practice. So I guess when he can figure out for himself that uh, there is no practice and you can just call the farm show, maybe a practice, maybe that's yeah, a, an okay. argument he yeah. has, but yeah. Okay. Hank, the, the farm show is a non-sanctioned event. And so those guys get a little wild with the details and they yeah. do allow a tractor or two to get one round of qualifying before they actually compete. But it's not four rounds of qualifying, is it, Chase? It is not. And we can't go through the week and, and practice all week either at the farm show. Uh, but that's exciting, Hank. You're actually teasing. We have a, a couple of big-name drag racing guys lined up for a future podcast you'll be hearing about. We're, we're going to love to go into uh, those conversations with them. Uh, you know, they're all about no prep and all this other stuff, but we don't we, – there's no practice in our sport. So um, it's. I think it will be quite the colorful – um, guests here in a few weeks whenever we bring them on. More to come on that on a later date, but all you drag race boys can get on there and, and fight for your guys on how much uh, practice helps make, make a good drag racer. So I think it's next uh, on to our next segment. Um, since we've gone through the Mac Winter Nationals, a fan favorite segment, the Man I Wish There Was Practice segment um, that is becoming a, a mainstay of this show. So I believe we have a little uh, – intro or a little segue to go to to go to that drum roll please all right maybe not maybe not (laughs) so how we doing what's up fellas hey guys i guess you guys uh have have already uh started with your drinks this evening (laughs) well we were kind of bored here from we got off work till now so we just, we yeah. just, Tate and I figured out we'd just have a little beer and a little Belvini and watch watch the show. You're doing a good job, guys. Well, very nice. Um, we appreciate the courtesy. It, the show's going much better because our our other co-host Adam Kester has is having some technical difficulties. So anytime <laughs> we get him to shut up, the show flows a lot better. So needless to say, it's uh it's going pretty well right now. But we just got done talking about the Mac Winter Nationals. Uh, we. Really appreciate you letting us reveal the competitors of who's in this year. Uh, we're talking a little bit about that, but obviously, wanted to bring you on, you guys on as the competitors uh, of the Mac Daddy team. We'll get into all that, uh, but also talk about the, the event. And you know, tickets are available on sale currently. Uh, but needless to say, we have Mr. Mike Connie here, uh, as you can see there, uh, from to our right, uh, the owner of the. Mac Daddy pulling team and, and one of the drivers of the you're you're Mac Nat no you're Mac Daddy right no he's Mac Nasty Chase get it he's right Mac Nasty I'm sorry Come on. A, lot, a lot of prep I don't know, how, I don't know how, how that happened Chase my daughter my daughter just outvoted me and jumped on one one day and she she took Daddy okay all right well as you can tell <laughs> we do a lot of prep work on this show so I apologize <laughs> yeah I might have wished I was on Daddy at the farm show she did a little better than her dad. Yeah, yeah, she did. Probably driving. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, I don't know sure. about all that. And then we we have t- uh, his son-in-law, Julia's husband, Tate. There, uh, 
Tate, what's your official title for the pulling team? Uh, I don't really, other than the guy that uh, makes them go, as, as Mike would say. Well, I don't know. I guess they call me the crew chief, but uh, I know a lot of behind the scenes stuff and orchestrating things. And then we got uh, Carl and Cope and James Ray, the other guy that's always with us. They, they kind of yeah. keep these things going while we're running the business. So, 100%. So, wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So, so Mike, real quick on the, the Mac Winter Nationals, um, tickets are on sale right now. Um, you mind just taking us through a little bit? Um, obviously, your love for pulling is evident by the way you guys compete and travel around and support it, but kind of where this came about to have this pull, obviously the Mid-America Truck Show is a big show, but kind of just tell the viewers and so forth, we're on year three now, how this all started. Well, it started about three years ago, four years ago. Obviously, we've been doing the, going to the farm show year after year, and I, I saw the polls going on down there. And uh, the crowds were, you know, it was a full full crowd every time, almost 10,000 people. And and I thought, you know, if, if there was anything that I, I guess I'd want to put a show on, it would be in broadband down there in Kentucky. But those guys do a great job down there. And I got with Mike Witt. And I said, Mike, if I put a tractor pull on, would, would you support us down here uh, for a Saturday night or a Friday night? And he, he thought that would be great. And, uh, you know, trucking crowd, it's not the farm crowd. It's a different crowd. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really bringing pulling to a different crowd. And, and we thought, well, we love pulling and, and maybe we'll try this thing three years ago. And I got with Mike, Mike Ott and, and Mike kind of handles things for me as I'm running the business every day. Uh, so between Mike Witt and, and, and Mike Ott, they really, really helped me put all this together. And then, uh, mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, we, we don't really want to do it for any money. We want to do it for a charity. And, and, uh, you know, we just decided to, so every year we pick a charity and we, we minimum, we give $50,000 away and, uh, hopefully this year we can get more and we can do more for a charity and. Our charities for the veterans that uh, have lost their legs and lost their arms. And, and uh, we have a special guest this year that I'm really excited about, uh, Craig Morgan. He's going to come in and he's going to sing the national anthem. And wow. he's going to probably open up maybe with one new song. He's not going to sing all day at all. He's going to maybe show us a new song. And uh, it's, it's Craig is big into the uh, Veterans Association and helping veterans. And we kind of got with him through a, a local fella here that we knew and knew him and told him we wanted to raise money for the veterans and and uh Craig is all in and so we we've got a we're pretty excited about that and uh so really that's really how it started I just wanted to have a nice event and raise some money for charity and you know because we've been blessed here we've all been blessed we you guys have been blessed and uh you got to do what you can do to help people as we've all been blessed and get older so that's that's really what <laughs> It all started out at, and then obviously all the pullers have supported it. Uh, they've all come, and we had to. Then we had to figure out who we're going to invite because I I sell a lot of trailers to a lot of pullers, <laughs> so I didn't want to be the judge and jury here. So we got sitting around, you know, with a beer and decided uh, Tate and James and Mike Ott and all of us and Carlton. We decided, well, how are we going to do this? So that's what that's what got us to taking the top five from both classes. And you have to be there to get invited. And sure. uh, this year on the mods, we took the we decided to take the top ten at Louisville. So it really wanted to 
invite us. We obviously have a $10,000 purse. Uh, winner take all. Yep. We just decided, you know what? We're just going to go for winner take all. And, and uh, so it's really turned out nice. And But I can tell you, we have had a lot of help from a lot of people. And, and uh, we just hope it's successful this year and for a good cause. It will be. It will be. That was a very, very strong intro on why you got into it and 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 the purpose of what how you view the event in terms of giving back and being blessed and for those of you that we'd say this all the time you know because mike we do have a pretty good audience of people just watching and love the sport like if you've not been to this event and if nothing else uh don't know much about it it's worth coming to see nothing just for the lone fact of this is the only event that you'll go to that gives back to people that's given to our country and and you mentioned about us all being blessed, Mike. We all are absolutely blessed. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. But we're even more blessed at your event because you have the biggest purse in all pulling. Uh, and, and so maybe one of us could be lucky enough to win that prize. Um, I would love to give your 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 thoughts on why, uh, and we're going right into this, but how come there's not more events that have a purse like the Mac Winter Nationals? I mean, it can't be that hard to do, right? <laughs> yeah, how do you do it? Well, I have a lot of good vendors. We spend about $400 million with people every year to build trailers. That helps. And I, yep. I put a little pressure on the vendors. And, uh, you know, these guys and a lot of these guys that have sponsored us, I think we've got uh, four or five gold sponsors, four or five silver sponsors. And those are, those are companies that are local, their own private individuals own most of those companies. And they – you know, when they find out it's for charity, uh, they've, they've given us, uh, I think, 100000 in the pot to begin with from the sponsorships. So that really, without our good sponsors, awesome. our partners, they're our partners and, and they believe in what we're doing. So really, that's, that's a big part of it. It would be so difficult to do this without them. Awesome stuff, Mike. Awesome stuff. And... By the way, Mike, uh, I don't know if you how much no practice podcast you've watched. I know you're a busy guy uh, and stay on the road a lot, but I know Tate uh, and, and James, your crewmen, are, are no practice podcast participants and watchers uh, each week, just like a lot of thousands of other people are. At any time we ask a question that you are not comfortable answering, uh, you can either say Tate answer it or just say we like to do something called the Adam button. Just hit the Adam button because Adam doesn't like to answer all questions either. So feel free to pass, but. We are going to have some fun. Well, um, it's pretty hard to answer gonna, when. Oh, he's, ba he, your he's back. He's back now. Crashes. I'm sorry, man. He's back. My <laughs> computer completely crashed. So I hate. I'm sorry. This is. I, you know what? I thought it was going to be cool. I'm going to move my podcast setup up here to the shop so you guys can see the tractors and whatever I'm doing. This is the worst damn place in the world because I don't get any <laughs> service in here whatsoever. But now that I am back, I got a pretty neat little story. That's kind of cool. I did not know that Craig Morgan was going to be uh, coming to the Mac Winter Nationals. Fun little fact here. Years ago, Shell was putting on like a um, – they did it at Bowling Green one year where Wrangler and Shell kind of partnered up and they did a, um, a concert at Bowling Green. And Craig Morgan was the artist. So he shows up and we thought, yeah, it'd be really cool if you could drive the tractor to the track. So Craig gets there early. Um, he's a he's retired Army Ranger. or Yeah, you think he jumped out of the planes and stuff, but uh, avid motocross rider and all this stuff. So he kind of had an idea what horsepower is all about. 
So he shows up and we meet him, really nice guy. And we got to talking about how neat it would be if he got to drive the tractor up to the stage. He jumps out of the tractor and then he starts singing. So he comes to the trailer and we're talking and he goes, well, you know, let's, let's see what it's all about. So we get him in there he starts it up and he takes off in this thing down the road, down by like where the milkshakes are sold and everything. I'm like, Hey dude, I don't know if he knows this, but that shit can't run that long. You know, he was gone for like a pretty decent amount of time. And we're like, oh, freaking out because he comes around the corner and he comes back and he pulls up and we show him where the fuel shut off was. He drove that thing like he had been driving it for 25 years. I mean, it, it was it was absolutely amazing. But to meet him and his family at, at such a it was a long time ago. But that was one of the best things that ever happened at Bowling Green was there was a good concert the day before with a, a well-known artist. I mean, we know this stuff doesn't come together easily, but that is very awesome that he's coming back. I, I hope I get to meet him again. You know, I hope he remembers that. Well, he, he probably will. He'll, he'll be there a little early and, and uh, you might be able to get a chance to meet him. That'd be great. Yeah. Him and my dad kind of hit it off. My dad got to sit on stage with him and sing. Uh, I was almost home. Cause that's a really awesome song. And, uh, you know, it sucks my dad's not here to see that anymore, but that's that's awesome, Mike. That's really cool. Well, I guarantee I guarantee he liked your dad. I guarantee that. Yeah, oh yeah. Not many people didn't. Yeah. So that's really cool. Sorry about that, guys. Like I said, I apologize no, for it's good stuff. Computer good problems. Stuff. So really uh, cool. I'd like to hear about each of your uh first poll that you guys ever went to and you know what you witnessed at that first poll that had you guys thinking, you know, I'm gonna continue to invest, you know, so much time and resources into doing a sport like this. Like what drew you in to just keep coming back the very first time you went? Well, I guess my first poll, I wasn't even involved, obviously. I was just at the local county fair and you know, watching guys like Carl and Coke pull in his early days and people like that, which was cool. And and I really didn't get involved, obviously, till I met Mike's daughter, Julia. And uh, wasn't truly involved then. And then uh, a couple of years after that, uh, we were freshening up the program a little bit. Mike walked in the shop here and we were drinking beer and he says, Hey, you're in charge of these polling tractors. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know about this, yeah. but, uh, you know, the years go by and we build a team and years later, Carl and Coke comes on board and James is with us. And we got a lot of, a lot of other good people supporting us through the program. So that's kind of how I got involved, obviously through, through Mike and his daughter, but uh, I just threw him to the wolves guys. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's the best way to learn. Judging by how it looks Saturday night, that was a pretty good wolf you fed him to. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Mike, what about you? What was your first poll that you ever went to? How old were you? Well, I, I would go to Bowling Green. I was, God, I probably went to Bowling Green the first time when I was 17 years old, like all the 17 year olds. But uh, oh, yeah. then I, you know, I was started Mac Trader at 25 years old, and, and I didn't do much pulling for you know, 10 or 15 years, I was just working real hard. But then Julia, my daughter, real quick, she was 17 years old or 16. And she helped me on the farm here. And they had a little pool down here at Mile Branch. And I took a 7,800 John Deere down there. And Julia was kind of a quiet girl. And I was thinking, what could I do to kind of get her 
to do things and stuff. So I took the old 7800 down there and uh, she got on that. She always could drive equipment. She was always a little girl, 12 years old, could drive skid steer, plow the driveways. And uh, so I put her on that tractor. She went down through there and she smiled from ear to ear on that little 7800. And Carl Cope looked at me on the sidelines and said, you got problems. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He said, he says, your daughter was smiling ear to ear. You're going to get in this stuff. And I said, oh, I guess you're right. And I, I, next morning I got on the internet and bought the old white albino buck super farm. Yeah. <laughs> and I called, I called that, uh, Mr. Fry was his name. And I called him, I said, if you can have that tractor here by three o'clock, I'll write you a check. And he had it here by three o'clock and we went to Randolph in the super farm. Actually it was a pro stock class. And we put it in the pro stock class and Joey and I, we didn't even know how to put fuel in it. <laughs> so Bill Humphrey helped me. Bill Humphrey helped me out. Man. He yelled at me because I didn't buy a small block. He said, you know, Bill, he's opinionated and I love him to death, but he he got mad because I didn't buy it. I said, it ain't about that. He, I said, it's about getting the tractor here and getting Joey going. And, and uh, there we go. Ran off Ohio, uh, old white super farm. And then I pulled super farm for about five years in the Grand National. Always got second and third in the Grand National. Could never beat Ryan Salabine with those Red Internationals. Okay. And uh, so so then we always, Tate started coming into the program, and we just decided we wanted to get a pro. And then Bill Humphrey talked me in. I was building one pro, and he said, you might as well build two pros. You and your daughter are both going on a pole. And bam, gave me the order for two pros. And, uh, and the rest is history. We just We met so many good people. And, and have, have had such a good time, and all the grandkids go with us. Uh, so it's something that has really been good, and it's part of our lives, and we, awesome. we like it. So that's how it That's all awesome. Happens. Well, I want to get into a little bit more of how this all happened. So um, I'm, I'm kind of curious, Tate, can you explain to me um, when you met Mike's daughter and you take her on her first date and you show up at the house to pick up Miss Julia. Wait a minute. Oh, you don't want to talk about this? Yeah. Come on, we got to talk about this. The Adam Tate, button is please, being pushed for please the Please just, uh, if you would, elaborate on, on your first date and meeting Mr. Mike Connie on your first date, please. Was there a shotgun involved? I feel like you've heard this. No, story. I haven't, actually. I was just told to ask by somebody. So, no, it wasn't in my house, so... Me and Julia call each other, blah, blah, blah. So a couple of weeks before, I I hit a deer in my truck. Okay. The front end was all smashed up and beat in. And so I come pulling up to Mike's house, you know, and I'm nervous as hell. My hands are sweating. <laughs> and I get out and I got ratchet straps holding my bumper on my truck and shit like that. <laughs> and lo and behold, as soon as I pull in and get out, he comes around the the corner of the barn on his lawnmower and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, I was hoping he wouldn't be here, but he gets off. I think he was chewing a cigar at the time back then. And uh we met each other and he looks at my truck and he says, Hey, you didn't have one too many Miller lights, did you? And screwed your truck up. <laughs> I laughed and I said, No, sir. I'm just here to take your daughter on a date. My truck's a little beat up. And he yeah. kind of chuckled and said, my daughter's in the house. And then uh, I think we went. No, you forgot. I asked you if you had a job. Oh, oh yeah. 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 
excellent yeah, qualifying yeah, question. So we, what are you yeah, saying, yeah, Mike? Yeah, yeah, what are yeah, you yeah, saying, Mike? That he shows up in this in this beat up truck, and you're like, Does this guy need a job or something? <laughs> yeah. Asked me if I had a job, and then we went in, and uh, I think I took Julia to a local dive bar down the road there with a plywood floor and had some beers and whatever or not. But she stuck with me after that. That's awesome. So. Thank goodness well, you had a job. Thank goodness you had a job. You never, you never got in there, probably. <laughs> I probably got kicked out right yep. there yep. if I didn't have a job. Yes, sir. Well, kudos to you, Mike, because that takes a lot for a dad, I guess, that loves his daughter, and a guy comes rolling in the driveway with a beat up truck and gets out and had a couple ratchet straps on there. It was all right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I thought? You know what I thought when I pulled away? At least he was smart enough to take a ratchet strap. Exactly. Bolt his truck back. That is there. exactly <laughs> correct. I mean, that's ingenuity at its finest. Lisey cares a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like half the guys today uh, don't even know how to operate a ratchet strap. No. So you're in the top 50 percentile yeah. for sure. Or more or and less, have a job. Right. yeah. Like that's that's the top twenty five percent right there. Yeah, it's pretty sad these days. Yeah, but that's pretty funny. Well, I'm no, glad. It's... I'm glad I was told to ask that because I, I was curious how that all went down. And look at you now. How, you, how long have you guys been married? A long time now. Yeah, we got married in 2015. I think we started dating like end of 2010 or 2011. Awesome. Awesome. So. Sweet. So you've been in the in, in in the game for a long time. You don't pull. I mean, you've driven, right? Yeah, had to. Have. Yeah, yeah. Used to pull the Super Farm a lot after they got the pros. Me and James would run around. Mm -hmm. Funny story about that. He get mad because me and James would led the Super Farm up on a gooseneck and go local pulling, and every weekend we bring home seven eight hundred dollar checks and right. you know all it cost us was some diesel fuel and a case of beer. Right. Totally changed. Yeah, they go traveling all around the country. We were making more money than they were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but yeah. that was what it's all about. But, I mean, uh, that. Yeah, I pulled a pro a few times, but uh, I don't know when Julie and Mike quit. Maybe I'll get back on, but there ain't nothing better than watching Julie go out there. Yeah, but I mean, that, that that's at its best, man. A couple guys, uh, a gooseneck trailer, open trailer, dragging the through truck. You show up the day of, yeah. drink, you know, that's awesome. I never, I got to experience that kind of with my dad. Like they slept in the truck, you know, and, and, uh, you know, roughed it there. And I was around not knowing at that time, but I was there and it's totally changed, man. Now you guys are bringing toter homes and motor homes and trailers. And, I mean, we're all, all the stuff's blown up. Hey, Adam, I yes, remember, sir. I remember when we, Joey and I went from a gooseneck trailer to a, wore out Frito-Lay $2,500 trailer. And I told her one day we got rained out and we're standing in the back of the Frito-Lay. And I said, things has really gotten better, Julia. At least we got a roof. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. How how many pullers have repurposed an old Frito-Lay trailer? Like you always see the, the chips coming out of the bag, getting painted over white that you can see through the paint and the sunlight. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, I mean hell. I bet. I bet if if Mike really wanted to, he could have his own division for people that probably want race trailers. You know, you're you're doing what what drives the country day in and day out. Massive operation, all kinds of areas to deal with. But you know, that's that's pretty funny. Frito Lay Frito Lay trailer, and uh, we got a roof over our head. That's all we need. Yeah, that's right. Good to go. So so we we, right. we 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 introed you, Mike, as. Uh, 
you know, obviously the pro stock competitor, promoter of Mac Winter Nationals. But again, we have a lot of new people that are watching and, and tuning into the show uh, every episode. So Mike is also the founder and owner of Mac Trailers. Uh, yes, the Mac Trailers that I always say when I'm describing it to people, you can't go a mile down any interstate without passing by one that's branded Mac Trailers. So Mike, uh, you know, I know we're here to talk about pulling, but just briefly, you know, Tell us a quick background of you, you started, how long you've been going at it, how many employees and so forth. Just, you know, because we like to talk about all all factors of the the people on these on the on our show. Uh, real quick, I started working for my dad on a dairy farm here that we own today. Uh, but when I was I went to work for Trail Star back when I was about 20 years old, worked on the floor for started at four dollars and twenty five cents an hour. And I went to my mother at 25 years old and said, I'd like to start start a little company on my own do brake shoes and repack cylinders and fix these trailers because i can and uh, my mother gave me eight thousand dollars when i was 25 years old and said that's all we got and i uh, rented a one bay garage and uh started with by myself in a one bay garage and today we encompass about two million square feet uh, 12 plants around the country 1700 employees uh it's taken 30 years to get here but that's that's where it started when i was when i was 25 years old i didn't come off a dairy farm all i knew how to do is work and uh the american dream yeah yep. it's uh it's really been good guys but i've got i can tell you i've been lucky i got a lot of good people and you just you just treat people fair and give people opportunity that's what i didn't have where i worked i own trail star today because i worked there and you know i asked that guy i asked that guy if i could be promoted and i said give me a foreman's job or give me a sales job something i want to do better and he didn't do anything but turn around and walk away. And when I walked and I quit when I was 25, went on my own and I didn't, I didn't, I knew I didn't want to treat people that way. If somebody wants to grow and do something better, talk to them a little bit. Some can't grow, some can grow, but you got to give people an opportunity if they want to try. And uh, right. I just kind of held that principle and started Mac trailer and, and uh, it's really worked out well. I've got, I've got a super crew. I, uh, I got to tell you a story though. I got an, I got a little chewing today. Oh boy. I got a guy named Simon that sent a new trailer up to him and it wasn't right. He sent me oh. pictures about crawled down in my floorboard. Oh no. <laughs> wow. They are kind of picky. They are kind of picky. Um. Well, he wasn't picky. This was a this was the worst product I've ever turned out in ten years, and I happened to send wow. it to RJ Simon. Wow. Well, like, what, so what better person could it go to, though, if he had to pick no, one to perfect. go to somebody? Right. You know, some guy some guy you know and you're going to compete with in the pro stock class and going to let you hear about it every time you see it from now on. So I guess there's benefit in it, too. <laughs> well, there, there, you know, we, we have a lot of people doing things. RJ was a gentleman. He just pointed out to me some things we did wrong, and he knows we're going to take care of it. And uh, But we're tight, and, and, he, and he'd want to know if he was doing something wrong if he delivered freight to me. But. He called me and I, I, I just got those pictures. I couldn't believe it. So even after 30 years, you know, you don't get everything right. Uh, all you can do is ask to make it right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, all, that's all you can do. Yeah, I've, 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 I've been led down that road a couple of times. I uh, I made a huge mistake on an engine. I guess um, I didn't torque the rods when I put it together and it threw the rods out of it. And you totally replace I mean, you do whatever you can to uh, replace the, the product. Uh, we actually gave him a totally different engine. Um, yeah. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes in, 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 in the business, and you're going to make mistakes. Happens, I, I, but. I tell you, Adam, if you just do what's right, the rest will fall in place. 
Yeah, that's 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 right. I think. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I feel like in our business, we've re, we've earned more return customers by proving ourselves, standing behind our stuff when everything isn't perfect, and showing them that we'll stand behind it as opposed to just being perfect right out of the gate for sure. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. And, and and Mike, so uh, one of our previous guests actually hired some employees using this uh, show. I don't know currently if you're if you're hiring or ever looking for uh, employees. If someone that's inspiring to, to, to go to work and, and, and looking for a job interested in Mac trailers, um, you're, what branches do you have across the U.S.? And then if someone was interested in, in a job, what, how would that process work? Well, they would just get a hold of us on, the, on the, our Mac trailer website. And, uh, you know, we're always hiring. We're hiring anywhere from forklift operators to welders to fabricators to warehouse managers. To, to director of HR for 1,700 people. We just hired a new director uh, over top of all of our companies. Uh, so we, we have a variety of jobs. We're just growing all the time. Uh, awesome. You know, so people- Is it hardest you know, finding I, the laborers, to, the welders? I mean, the fabricators, welders, is that the hardest? Um, it it kind of is, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you have good foremans that are in a fab shop, and you have a good foreman leading 17 or 18 people making parts every day, they, they work for that man. They might right. come to Mac Trailer because we're a successful company. But at the end of the day, they work for the foreman and yeah, the supervisor that runs that plant. Very sure. important. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice yep. insight. Nice insight I'd, on that. I'd be curious to know, you know, going from your one-man shop in 1992 to, you know, what you've become today. At what point, even if it was really early on, did you stand there and think, you know what, this is going to be something? You know, how did you go from, you know, replacing brakes on trailers to actually building trailers? What was that turning point that you can remember the day, the place you were standing where you're like, this is going to be something? Well, I guess that's the one one person that's been instrumental in my life is Gary Gray out of New Jersey. He he came in with his million dollar prevost and I had a one bay shop and I was welding on trailers. Uh, he called me on the phone and he saw one of my Mac trailers and he, he came down. I didn't want anybody to come to my one bay shop because it was really rough guys. I didn't have a restroom. Honest to God. I had no heat and no restroom. Gary Gray is like a father of me today still. And he came in there and wanted to know if he was at the right place. Obviously uh, he, he saw me welding and I said, can I help you? And I said, he said, I'm Gary Gray. And, and you know, Gary Gray turned around. He was a big trucker up in New York, New Jersey. And he turned around and probably bought 500 trailers for me wow. because he was a guy that started like I did with nothing. And he knew, nice. he, he knew we had heart for the job. And, and, and after selling to Gary Gray, he, he could have bought anything and he wanted any, any brand, anything. And I, after I started selling to him, I really started to realize that I actually have a company that, it can go somewhere, you know, but, right. but I'll be honest with you. I wake up every day and I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of losing. And I, right. I don't, I don't stop. I don't, I'm, there's competition around the corner every day. It's kind of like on that track. Every day we go to that track, we got competition. They're coming at you and business the same way. Right. You got to stay on top of your game or somebody will take it. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. And then when you don't dude, you still keep coming back because you want to win. That's right. <laughs> that part wow. of class is tough, man. Mini rod class stuff. All the classes are tough, but yeah, it's what keeps you coming back. That's what keeps right. us coming back. We get a good, we get a good win, and 
and then we come back for more. So it's it's all good. So really, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel still today, I can tell you honestly, that that we made it. I, you know, what making it is, I guess, I want to see other people make it that's with me. Right. Because I'm okay. I'm going to do fine the yeah. rest of my life. But I want to see the team grow, keep growing when I'm, you know, when I'm a little tired, things get older. I want to see Tate and I want to see Chad, my son-in-law, and Jeff and the rest of the team, sales guys. I want to see them. I want to see them keep growing. That That's success to me when I'm 80 years old and I see Mac Trader keep growing. Now, that's when that's I'm awesome. feeling successful. Badass. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Tyler, you got something for uh, Mike yeah. and Tate? All right. Mike, what we usually do here when people just get on because they're not quite as outspoken as you is we have some rapid fire questions to kind of break their shell and get them talking a little bit. And uh, a man like yourself that is well-spoken knows how to get on here and shake it up right away. But nonetheless, we're going to hit you with these kind of more silly rapid fire questions uh, just to kind of give people the opportunity to uh, see a different side of you here. So, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, if you had to take a hunting and fishing trip for a weekend or a Vegas vacation for a weekend, which one would you choose? Hunting and fishing. Hypothetically, if you were guaranteed second place at every single pull you would go to, but you could never win, but you're pretty much guaranteed a championship, would you take that, or do you always want the opportunity for the win? I want to win. I like it. Who do you think would win in a hundred yard dash, Brandon Simon or RJ Simon? <laughs> I'd say Brandon, even though it's not my question. I saw RJ run at the farm show. He can be speedy. Out and he can move. I'm going to say RJ. Okay, we got one Brandon. I think he's lost a little weight. I, th I think he's lost a little uh, bit. So. Would you rather pull a four engine tractor or a mini rod? Probably start out on a mini rod. Yeah, good option. Tate, what about yourself? I think I'd do the four engine mod. Okay, we've got some diversity there. Uh, Mike, are you a waffles or a pancakes guy? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> a pancake guy. Good answer. Good answer. Who do you think Four would pale. win? Who do you think would win in a game of checkers? Kevin Masterson versus Rob Russell. Ooh, I you know I don't know. That's good. I would have to say I I gotta vote. I say McMasterson. I'd have to. I'd have to. Kevin, give, Kevin. you going Masterson. Tate, yeah. what about yourself? <laughs> You're gonna get us you in going trouble. Masterson or Russell? <laughs> That's a tough one. I know these it are hard to battle. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going old Rob. You're going, Rob. All right. Yep. He, Mike, when it thing. comes to pulling, would you rather beat your daughter or have your daughter beat you? My daughter beat me, hands down. That's fair. I got my vote on that. All right. <laughs> Weekend-long camping trip in the wilderness. Would you rather have Vaughn Bauer or Wayne Purser to help you survive? <laughs> Vaughn Bauer. Vaughn Bauer. Good answer. Good answer. It would be right. too, too dirty for Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. There's no, there's no fishing boats in the wilderness, right, guys? There's no applesauce with cinnamon in it. Okay. <laughs> All right, and last one. This is a real tough one. Who would win in an arm wrestling contest, Rhett Parrish or Jason Svenovich? Jason. Jason. Jason? Got it.
Jason. Jason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That Th- thank that you for entertaining us. Well done. Well done. Well done. You know well those done, guys. Those, those guys have been out of the game here for a little bit. They're coming back. I know you guys hung out a lot with Steve and that whole group. I mean, it's good to see those guys coming back in the pro stock class. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. They're they're a good group of guys, man. They're like Mike. Jason works his ass off. Yep. Seven days a week in that coal mine. People people don't even realize how hard that whole group works. Yeah, I give, I give them guys a lot of credit. Yep. yep. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Good good stuff on the rapid fire there, Mike. I know that's probably your first ever rapid fire. Uh, so I'm sure. Hope, hopefully, it was a memorable one. Especially it's the, okay. It, it's okay. At least he didn't ask you if you were picking the low hanging fruit. Who could you beat up for something? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he's been a lot worse. He's done a lot worse. You actually got we, that pretty easy. We actually have still have answer the breakfast question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pancake yeah. guy myself, really. Yeah. 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 Mike, yeah. question we ask a lot of our guests, um, and this can be, you can have a couple answers to this, but the sport of pulling to grow it, and, and you know, we all want to grow it where we're, Take a guy like Tate can't have the reference of making as much money going around home pulling as you do traveling down the road. Like we want, everyone wants to grow the sport. Everyone on this podcast wants to grow it. If you could change one, or you can say, mention a couple of things that would help grow the sport of pulling, what would you change from where it sits presently? And Tate, Tate, you you, you feel free to answer that as well. Uh, I think I have my own opinion. I guess I don't know about growing the sport, but. I guess my just say in general. Okay, so just in general, just if you could change one thing about pulling, what would if you you're change? in charge? If you're in charge of of NTPA, PPL, outlaws, whatever, what 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 would you put in place, or what would you strive to make changes with? You know what? what my would you view change? would be to uh, if you're running the, you know, like the Champions Tour, or the Grand National Circuit, instead of. You know, and I'm going to use our class of reference, nothing against anything or anybody else. I think we have 22 hooks this year. I think 12 events, 22 hooks. I would like to see, you know. Time in between. 16 hooks, eight events with it bigger venues. Right. How do we get there? I can't answer that. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair I mean, statement. I mean, we love tractor pulling. We love hanging out, but you know, there's a lot of work, to, man. You get to September, unless we're all about worn out. Well, yeah. and for for anybody that doesn't know, anybody watching this podcast knows, a pro stock is a very maintenance heavy vehicle. I mean, if you run things right, which you got really good people around you, you guys get some pretty good life out of them. But I mean, that's very demanding for a pro stock. It's very demanding for a multi-engine puller. It's very demanding for mini rod drivers. It's demanding for all week of us, in, right? Yeah, week in and week out. I mean, to be ready and be safe uh, like they want us yeah, to be all the time. But, I mean, it is tough. Absolutely. Not only your, your pulling vehicle, but your rigs. Your, you got to go to work during the week. You got to handle your rigs. You got to pack. You, gotta you guys still have theater. regular jobs the during the week. Up. You still have Stock things to do. Uh, my view would be less less Grand National hooks and somehow bigger venues. Right. Yep. 
Basically, like basically the how super. Do we do super that? I don't know how we get there yet. But so you're, you're saying future. you're saying super like national, super national, like eight super national events. Basically, yeah. we were there for multiple days. Yeah. Quality over you know, five awesome. money behind it for for us bowlers or or whoever you know. I would that would be awesome if we could get to there one day. That's my vision, I guess, futuristically. Mike, I guess, I guess, I guess my opinion is, I, I'm with Tate on that. Bigger, bigger pools that doesn't grow the sport, and 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 you know, the gambling that that's coming into the sport, I think is 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 absolutely huge. Most sports don't survive without gambling. It's the way I think this is the biggest thing in pulling that I have seen in my 15 years since pulling that can help the pullers. This is a big deal. So that the purse money, you know, if our circuit can't make money. We'll never make any money. So this gambling thing is a big deal. But when we're gambling, we've got to change our TV views. We've got to have entertainment on this TV because it's not the 4,000, 5,000 people in the stands. It's about the people watching it on TV. Somehow, and it's, it's, a, it's very hard. Somehow we've got to entertain these people in between. When that sled goes down there and we're backing up and there's nothing on TV for right. people to watch. There's no, there's nothing... All of us Grand National drivers that are on TV should should talk about our lives, and we should have some 30 seconds about what we do and who we are so that the people can watch us and where they're entertained in between the tractors. There's constant entertainment. When you go to a basketball game or football game, football is really fast, but basketball gets slow. As soon as those players are off the field, there's entertainment on the basketball team, on the field, on the, on the court, right? So yep. we've got to figure out how to entertain people between the dead time of tractor pulling. And I think, right. and I don't have those answers, but I can tell you that is that is our problem to entertain people on TV. I really like the bar on the bottom of the TV. I think PPL, I saw it one time. If I'm 320 and the guy's coming, the bar's chasing me. So so that- On MAV TV. Yeah, on MAV TV. Yep. We've got to yep. get that. We've got to get a little story up in the top corner about every right. puller coming to the line. Interviews, so, all that. Interviews. Uh, every tracker should be named. I, I, you know, I think that the tracker should have a name on it so that people can get online when they're online betting and stuff. They, they can say, I like that name. I'm betting the name. Every horse has a name. Right. So these are things I that have to be somewhat. Damn, Mike, I like how you think. Well, I well, agree with it. I agree with him 100 percent. He really has the vision of, you know, what. People have short-term memory. You know, in the NFL game, the plays are every 40 seconds, give or take, in between whistles. But, I mean, there are storylines in pulling that are interesting. There are ways that we can make it visually better to see on TV. I think your whole realm of what you're talking about is having the best TV possible to show what the sport actually is. And, and not crunched into a short time span. Give it an hour. It really explains some stuff, you know, and I think that yeah. would really the viewership sure and the that, TV is the most important thing, I think. And to his comment, in my my opinion, I feel nothing against anything, but we get all these, you know, same polls every year, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much, right? Boom, boom, boom. If we can get more shows, like uh, say, for instance, the Mac Winter Nationals. You know, you get six or eight of them a year. I think that'll get more exposure than right. twenty-two of them. Right. Big, uh, bigger, big, attach, attaching the tractor pole to a show. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, we have the truck show, the That's farm right. show. Concert, if you could put a concert series together, if you could attach it to something where the people kind of are there for another reason, but once they see it, they're hooked. You know, you got to get them there. And I've I never known. That's I've, not really the roots of the sport, I guess. Right. But no. I don't know. That's just what I see. Yeah, the, the, the roots. The roots has us paying. The roots. The roots ain't paying very much to win right now, Tate. In case you well, understand that, we're not. We're not all here to make money either, right? Yeah, yeah. but I think it yeah. also I mean, hurts. Not... I I think it also hurts pulling in some fashion because yeah, I, I see do. this across the board. Here you have the Mike Connie Mac Trailer Pro Stock Team. Now. You guys run a lot of places. You'll even mix it up at some events that you like going to to support certain people that you like and everything. But that's also not helping the sport because some of these polls are not Grand National, I would say. And, and you get a lot of influx of the big dogs coming down, and it makes it really hard for the other guys too. So we, if you had the highest level pulling separated with our 8 to 10 events a year, then you know you can still have what we have now. With all the other, because that's a very important part of it too. But and then you have the the, the the even the state level. But having the separation, I think, will help get pullers into the sport because they can afford it, and you're not having to spend as much as you know the highest level to just to get going. But yeah, I, I think, think even at some of the state oh. level, heck, some of them guys go pulling just as much as we do. I know yeah. it's a lot, and man. Nothing against any of them. I mean, you well, know, we, from, at, from our level down, it's you. You can't forget about crazy. the state level because if the state level wasn't there, I wouldn't be in pulling. Right. So, right. The state level, region one, region two, you have to have those guys because they're they're diehards too. Where we all start, and then some of us get up to the grand national. So, it, we're all one team. But I, sure. I think I, I was just saying, I guess, as far as what I was trying to compare to. So let's say you're going to go two wheel drive pulling in the state of Ohio and you're a first time guy that's never had anything and you're just starting up out of anywhere and you show up in there. And I'm not throwing names out here just be, because if uh, if a Petro's there, a Russ Nichols is there. I mean, these grand national caliber guys are there. Yeah, you're like, man, I want to compete with those guys. But when they show up every week and you just drove four hours to get there. You used all your money and fuel and all that stuff. You know, you're getting 10th or worst. I mean, does it make you want to keep coming back? I don't think so. You know, I don't know when I, when I started out pulling and like we sucked when we got into the mini rod class, I wanted to pull against the best of the best people out there. Even if it meant I was 30 foot back, you know, right. to see where I stacked up, up against them and like talking to people, uh, you know, we've got a region pole Hudsonville that used to happen every year, you know, and my dad and I would go to that. And I mean, not that we go to a ton of NTPA region polls, but all the guys love to see us there. And when we sucked and we, we missed our tune up and they kicked our ass, you know, they loved nothing more to be like, I beat one of the Slavs tonight, you know, so personally I love seeing, you know, the support from all classes being spread around when they want to, you know, jump around. Um, as far as attaching a pole to an event like that, I couldn't agree more. Like when the mini rods roll out of broadband for the truck show and we're all outside and all these beautiful semi trucks are on display right there and they've got the caution tape up. And when everybody starts firing those things up outside, 
I mean, like a moth to a flame. Everyone is drawn and everybody's got their phones out. And as soon as those things shut off, you know, where do we get tickets? What time does it start? Where can we go? Is it sold out? You know, so to, to have an audience like that where there's a large amount of people already in the vicinity, once you get outside and you start making noise like that and they put their eyes on those machines, I mean, they can't resist it. So what you guys have done with that event, I mean, it's it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect it, it gives us and you guys as pullers a thrill, too. It's like you're you're coming out of a tunnel going to the Super Bowl, you know? Yes, right. absolutely. Well, absolutely. For a mini rod guy, it's the best thing you have because we don't pull at the, the farm show, right? right? So, I mean, this is, this is like – and in the semi guys, they don't, you know, they never pull indoors much or right. at the – they're at the largest truck show for what they have, and their stuff is just as beautiful as any of the show trucks. I mean, it's a big thing for all of us. I, I wish we pulled like that every weekend. Obviously, we're all trying to get there, but man, yes, selfishly, that's what we want, right? But, yeah, I do. Right. I mean, maybe and maybe there's some old old guys out, some old heads out there that don't want to see that, and that's fine. But. I have not ran into anybody in my, in my lifetime that hasn't seen our sport that hasn't had some sort of attraction to it. I think what hurts it maybe more than anything is the word tractor attached to it because everybody tractor pull. I mean, I think Tate's running the G this weekend at the county fair, you know, like that's what they think. You're like your granddaddy's, granddaddy's tractor. We don't have granddaddy's tractor here you, you wouldn't call that a tractor most i do a lot of shows people walk and they say what is that and when i say tractor like i don't get it you know what i mean like see around here it's weird you you go to an antique pool like that and carlton and james go and take their g's i swear there's just as many people at those pools as there is as the state level hook with pro stocks and sure. two wheelers <laughs> and whatever else there is. awesome well i mean yeah, and, and back to what Mike, Mike's made the point earlier, and you know, he one of the first things we asked Mike was, you know, how he gets his purse money where it is, and it, it, you know, he used it, you know, basically for via sponsorship and his contacts with his business, which is great. But you know, sponsors like new sponsors and new money to be brought into sport, you know, in the world we live in in twenty twenty four. They're not going to come on how many people are sitting in the seats. They're going to come on digital numbers and digital presence and, you know, how many people are, are tuning in digitally to watch this event, not how many people are in the stands watching it. Um, so if you can build that up and get that number up to elevate a number where it's attractive, uh, because we all it, it the sport will sell itself when you get when it has a proper presentation with people. Uh, but where we are just with as a as a sport as a whole digitally you know we don't have a huge presence in terms of viewership um you know live at these events so if and how you can build that up i think that's the get the the gateway to getting the the new outside sponsors in the new revenues in that we all want to have in to the right. sport so well that um, being said i mean shell shell's a big company they they really want a lot to do with pulling they really do and um they look at it as a great b2b as business to business and uh you know i'm sure that mike sponsors do the same it's a good business to business thing and it's for charity and if you can get get these people in a, in a room and talk to them i think the money is there you just have to have the right guy and the guy's sitting right there in front of that green tractor he's a genius 
He's a yeah. very successful businessman. He knows how to deliver. And uh, that's why I've always said, man, I'll follow Mike Connie anywhere. The guy's, he's who I want to be. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> you just say that because you got last or anything, But I, I really do. I respect you a lot and what you've done. It's the most, you know, outside the gambling thing, it's the most interesting, awesome thing about pulling these days. I think. What, what, oh. what about the, uh, what about the, is there any chance you would ever, Mike, be open to promoting other events, or is that something you know? I, I'm just just curious, and you know, you know, we, you know, us selfishly would like you have like to have you do 20 of them, but would you ever do another event? I I wouldn't say I wouldn't do another event, but like I was in I was in Iowa yesterday. I had lunch with Vaughn because we build trailers at Vaughn's place. Yep. We have a relationship, right? Yep. And obviously, it gets we talk about business, then we talk about pulling. You know, we're all diehard pullers, and what can we do? Um, would I have another event? Maybe, but I feel strongly about starting on first base. Yep. And in the NTPA and the PPL, both of those guys really work hard. As I've gotten to, to be a little bit of a promoter on a few pulls that I've put on, this is very difficult, guys. There's a lot of work that goes into all of this. Nobody makes any money. All the, the the tech people, the officials, uh, it you know, you ask them to leave for the weekend and come do all this work for us because all of us pullers pull into that parking lot, and here's everything that the trailers are set up, the scales are set up, the officials yep. are on the track. It, it, it is it is enormous amount of work, and there's so many people that that give their time for free in our sport that you don't realize it either until, well, what are we going to do here? Well, how are we going to get this guy, right? Oh, Who's this? And then I sit and then I sit back and I go, damn, you know, both these sides, <laughs> both of our circuits, there's there's a lot they do for not a lot. And, yeah. and uh, so, so so I guess I, my, my hat goes off to all those people. But when I do another uh, another pull, we just want to walk a little bit, get this one up and running. My Our goal here is to fill the house. Yep. Friday and Saturday night at the farm show, it was a full house. Yeah, I want to look up there at this event, and and we're we're about nine thousand eighty five hundred every year. Uh, hopefully, you know, it, we can fill the house, and once we fill the house, then maybe Louisville, uh, the fair board will give us Friday nights because we've been asking for that. Right. Yeah. Because we think that there's a better crowd on Friday night, even more people. But uh, let's get this one going in. And then, then move on from there. That's our goal. Yeah, I think you we talked. To, I think we talked last year about it, Mike. Like, you know, no offense to them, they've been there all all week working. But even like the people in the shell booth, you know, Saturday about two o'clock, the show's over at four or four thirty, and they're they're done with the show. They're getting on the planes and they're going home. We need those people Friday because they're there and they have to be there Saturday. If we get them in there. There's a lot of opportunities for people that have companies that go, man, I could get on board with this. And, you know, it's it would really help. Now, it's, it's difficult to to preach that to the the truck show. You know, I think we're doing a good job and, you, and, and I, I, I think we're putting on a good show. And I think you're doing a great job with what you're doing. But 
obviously crawl before you walk it's hard to fill freedom hall it's hard to fill a lot of these arenas these days if that's what the route we're going yeah our, that's our goal our goal is to do a good job so that the fair board and louisville will let us maybe on a friday night because there's a lot of also owners of trucking companies that 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 you go home saturday morning there's a lot of people that go home saturday morning and, and i've experienced that in three years and uh so we're trying to with all of us doing a good job, maybe maybe we can get it just a Friday night. That would be a big deal, but uh, we're still 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 working on it, and, and we're just kind of walking in before we run. So I hope I answered that awesome. question, Chase. I don't know if I did. Absolutely. So ba- yeah. so basically, the battle the the battle uh, the 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 charge by everyone listening to this podcast. You want more badass pulling? Tell your friend, tell everybody about it to go buy a ticket to the Mac Winter Nationals. We'll get that shit to a a multi day event. Uh, one day moving forward, and then from there, who knows what we can get done. So, for all you pulling fans that want to do something, tell somebody, come to Louisville, Kentucky, March 23rd. So, thanks for that uh, info there, Mike. Uh, hey, thanks, tell, guys. Tell us about the uh, the Dump Hunger program, and did you guys actually fill a Mack trailer full of food? Yeah, we do it every year, guys. We've been doing it for years and years and years. Uh, and, you know, I didn't have anything to do with it. All I said was, I'll put the Peterbilt in front of the truck and give you the trailer in my HR department. And the team at Mac Trailer has always done that. And uh, it's really our employees that do that. I just, I just furnished the truck and trailer. Yep. No kidding. Yep. Awesome. I was re- re- reading about it online. They, they fill a trailer with food and then they uh, donate it to the community there involving the Salvation Army and everything. I thought that was pretty neat. And then we also put together, each shop puts together about five to ten turkey uh, Thanksgiving dinner kits and totes. Uh, There's there's quite a few of them. We buy 12 to 13 shops and and we spread those throughout, you know, with the the local police and fire departments. and, And we do that also during Thanksgiving time for everybody as well. It's awesome. We we buy two thousand turkeys every Thanksgiving and two thousand hams for every Christmas. Dang! Give it give, give it to everybody and and uh, but there again we can't do that without without our customers without our yep. without our hardcore truckers and that work every day. Hundred percent can't do it without them. Yep, absolutely. Um, all good stuff. On behalf of Mac, uh, Mac Trailers, um, I'm sure we can go on and on about the the, the good deeds and the, and the great things it's doing. But the one thing we've not talked about hardly at all is the Mac Daddy Pro Stock team. Uh, you know, the Pro Stock class is absolutely crazy and stupid. Um, and I really, when I say crazy and stupid, just the level of competition. And, you know, we were talking about the list for the, for the Mac Winter Nationals, like, you could literally throw 30 probably plus vehicles in there and, and just draw them out of a hat because everyone's so tough and so good at what they do. So I guess uh, as a lead and in, in, in your team, kind of – I know Carl, you got J- uh, James and Carl too, who aren't on here as well, and uh, you guys do a lot of the work yourself. But, you know, what is the key to having a, a hell of a pro stock team? You know, it's no secret it takes funding, and people know that part, but it's more than that. Like – what? What would you say you're all's uh... – ooh, we lost him for a second. Oh, boy. Ooh, first time. 
There we go. <laughs> oh, you kicked he kicked just hey, kicked Mike out. Mike got uh, up the pee yeah. and ruined the whole show. Uh, it's, yeah, great, re- <laughs> great recovery, Tate. I yeah, it's a technical technical question. He's like, I'm gonna let Tate answer this. Yeah, yeah. See, he, I, I gotta go piss. He punted the I'm, the, I the camera. The so, the so, question, Tate. yeah. So basically, it, it's no secret. Everyone, it takes funding. Everyone, you know, spends money on their rigs. But like, what do you think is the most vital part of having a successful pro stock team, knowing how competitive it is? Well, I'll if be you honest. Had to say, with name you. one thing specifically. It's no different than business, Chase. Uh, you know, we built teams with people in business, and it's the same that we built this team. So outside of Mike and myself and James and Carlton, uh, we got a lot of good people supporting us. Bill Humphrey does all our driveline parts and chassis work and helps us through that. Uh, Weimer Fuel and Air. Chad Mayo on tires. Uh, Jim Fink, Cyclone Machine, still involved here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like anything you do in life, right? It's it's all about team. So surround yourself. Mike, surround Mike yourself told me there team. years ago, hey, figure this out, build a team. So we build a team, and we all get along. We have fun. That helps a lot. We take it yep. serious, but we still have fun, and. Uh, He's allowed us to to do what it takes to develop things and improve. Uh, we're lucky enough to have that. I'll be honest with you. But, so, uh, has the Metos tires changed the pro stock class? Just cost us money. Just cost you money. Well, I, I need to know this, Mike, because I mean the mini rods have kind of revolved around always using the same kind of tire, the same brand of tire, whatnot, and you know. Some people want to see some different things. I mean, you guys had like a, 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 what do you want to call it? A merry-go-round of tires the last couple of years. How's that kind of affected the pro stock class? And I'll be honest, I think it it's definitely changed the game, but I don't know if the other people are totally out yet. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it's a, it's a. A trendy deal. I mean, obviously, if you have a, like an unlimited tractor, Metos tires. You know, and, you know, and, you look you know, at you look at the diesel supers. Right? Yeah, yeah. You try a set of tires here or there, and then you get a set that works and you like, and right, something else comes out, or you you want to work with somebody. It's hard to get away from what you know works. Right. Also, you know, you're willing to try that, getting ready to go into the Grand National season. Not knowing. I mean, you got but. those are big tires. They cost a lot of money. I think we look at the mini rod class like, oh, these new tires are coming out. We all got to have them, right? And it's like, is this a good, good or a bad thing? I mean, I get it. Everybody should have the best opportunity to put forth, you know, a product that's within the rules that we can run and stuff. But it just seems you know? to me like in, in the in the modified class, the Metos tire kind of was a game changer. I didn't yeah, know if I it was or not in the in the pros. I, go ahead, Tate. I'm, I, I'll go back to being selfish again. Right. I'm like you. I'm like, damn, another set of tires out. This is crazy. Right. And then, you know, people like us that have two tractors and, and you want to win and be competitive, of course, we're going to go. Try them. We better get two sets of tires. Just try them. Right. <laughs> I know it. Mike Surely looked like not. he had no But in a way, you know, there's other – 
other vendors and tire companies out there other than meat tosser that are still going to try right. and come out with something else new to keep up with them. Right. So it keeps the business side of that going. Right. But yeah, I don't think, I mean, we, we still won last year with some pro pullers. I'm not counting them out again. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, it's a big question these days, you know? What, what, Adam, what, what I can tell you is I'm, I'm worried for our class because these, these pro stocks have really cost a lot of money for all of our, all of our class and, and all of your class, all of sure. us. The cost of this pulling has really gotten to a new level. And so when we come out with new tires, Mitas are great tires and I think they, they hook as good as anything, but we had tires that were working and now we have to go spend thousands, twenty thousand dollars on more tires right. because I can't keep up with my I can't get in that group of thirty guys if I don't have that tire. Right. But we all had the same tire, so we're all equal anyway. That's we're 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 our own worst enemy in a way because it's just so expensive anymore. And and you know, actually I'm that in the pro stock class. I mean I, you know you know, newcomers coming on, right? I mean, the, the guys right. have been there for a while, but 10 years from now, we need some new blood. Five years, right? We need yeah. new blood. Upcoming generations. Yeah, that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying about the, the highest level at the lowest level pulling competing, you know. I don't know that it does or doesn't yeah. hurt. It is what it is. But the fact of the matter, if you want to have a competitive two-wheel drive, you have to have a Champions Tour or, or Grand National truck just to compete at the lowest level. And that does hurt growth of the sport. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but you know, have they kind of reached an, an area on the turbos where you guys have just kind of stopped going bigger? Like I know that was a thing a couple of years ago. Is there anything that the pro stock class could do that could relieve, relieve a little bit of the spending? You know, is it, I'm just asking, I don't know. I'm an alcohol guy. I don't, I don't think that's hit us yet. Right. Because there's Just, still options, right? So you're limited right. on the turbine side, but the exhaust side. But, but there is a limit. There is a limit. There is a limit. There's but, finally a limit. Yeah. But things are still changing. Right. No, and, and there will be tons of innovation. Every time the rules change, people will adapt. We, you know, hey, on a mini rod, we're going to drop the overdrive down to 30%. It's going to throw a wrench. In five pulls, everybody will have something figured out. Like it's only a matter a of time on before your they class. What's that? What's that? I have a question yeah. on your mini rock class. Go Me ahead. Talked about we, this. Yeah, this, this is a this here. is a, we we open these questions. We love this. Come on, we love it. We're interested, and I I don't know anything about it, but I feel like a lot of these rule changes are because your class gets out of control and wild. Am I right? No. no. Yeah. How, uh, how's come we haven't allowed the mini rods to have more weight? so they can be more stable well that's interesting that you ask i think uh i i'm my, just going to take over because my, i'm a loud mouth here but uh, i think, I'm I think say, this could be an interesting segment here so hey, let's just let's, let's just rewind this really quick a few years ago we had some lightweight tires right uh and chad trying to improve the tire came out with a little bit different attire it's a little bit heavier all this stuff's going on i think where the line is drawn in the sand for me is I voted to keep the weight class down 
That's my opinion. But it's only because guys with old tires just get to add the extra weight on top of what they already have on the new tires. Do I think if we ran a serial number tire, a 2022 date code, if it's 2024, the tire can be no older than that. Everybody in the class is running the same tire that weighs the same. Then we add the 50 pounds to give us a little comfort zone that maybe calms it down. But I think last year we kind of all voted to keep the weight class the same ourselves. Maybe and we're good yeah, with we're that. On the, on the backside. It's yeah. all about the tire, in my opinion. So, so my answer to that would be, um, obviously, yes, we all agree with that statement, you know, that our class does get crazy. However, every single puller in the class is very well aware that if they would like to choose to make their tractor safer, but albeit less competitive, they're able to do so by lowering the hitch. And I feel like there is a lot of people don't know that in our class, I'm going to say over half of the class does not run a full hitch. So at that point, they're making the educated decision to say, I'm going to choose to lower my hitch knowing I'm going to keep it under control because we don't have the weight. And I feel like that's what makes our class kind of one to watch because if you really want to push it and kind of, you know, toe that line, you can choose to say, you know, run I'm going to maybe run, run my hitch a little bit. See what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to run my hitch a little bit higher than maybe what I should, knowing it might get out of control. However, I might have a competitive advantage. And that's right. why, you know, our class is kind of, I guess, some people have said like the, you know, the no prep of tractor pulling because we almost have more power than what we can use. And, you know, we've all been in rules meetings, you know, where you have some people saying, well, we got to keep it safe. We got to keep it safe. And it's like, no, if you want to keep it safe, you put your drawbar at 12 inches, you can go out there and make pass after pass after pass. You know, you might not win. You might if everybody else is out there getting out of control. Um, so that's one side of it. But for me, the second side of it is you give us more weight. Everybody piles it on the nose. Everybody raises their hitch up because they've got more drawbar, right? Now we're going to go out there. We're going to be, you know, hooking these things even harder. We're probably going to put more stress on our rear ends. Um, you know, and we're going to start finding that next weak link because, you know, now we can run a bigger bar tire because we've got more front end weight. You know, now maybe our rear end doesn't hold up. We all got to switch to a heavier rear end. And now we're right back to square one. Now we got a heavier rear end because the other one can't hang up, hold up. Which we're there. Kind of, we're there. The yeah, rear I kind of feel like now. the class is at a pretty good balance as far as like if you put really, really good driveline parts in these tractors as a whole they should not break you know it's not like a four engine tractor where it's not if it's when you know people know that running a four engine tractor it's inevitable you're gonna you're gonna break a planetary eventually but like these mini rods if you you know maintenance it every season things are kind of balanced as far as you know the weight on them and whatnot but yeah, we're just curious what do you think of that um uh, Really quick answer. Uh, if you want to keep it safer, they need just need to make it harder to get a license to drive one of them, and that probably solve a lot of problems. So, that's, pretty, that's pretty well the easiest way to say it. Cause yep. There's there's a lot of tire, a lot of horsepower there, and yeah. just make it harder to get a license, and then it'll, I promise you'll be safer. But I, I tell are, you that's what, a very at, good question. Out of the three so, guys here, the older I get, every year the season starts, and I sit in the seat. 
I am a little bit more nervous than I was the year before. And, and, and you start, I mean, it's just inevitable. You're getting older, right? I've had some bad rides. They don't feel good. You know, they hurt. They don't. So you really start figuring out. I, I, I gotta be the fattest guy in the class. I would say, and I am not in favor of the weight being raised. Right. Cause I just feel like it's going to start a whole circle of, you know, breaking things and whatnot um yeah. so back to the tire oh go ahead mike so you guys don't want to be like pro stocks <laughs> Ten thousand no, pounds throw it at what you can <laughs> i mean it takes it right but let me tell you 40 pounds on the front of that that john deere at ten thousand pounds will will throw your world apart yeah so moving weight but you know i i can see what you're saying but i i kind of worry about your class I love your class, but I worry about those things getting wicked and somebody getting hurt and about the people coming into your class. Do you have, let me ask you, do you, do you, in the last five years, do you have some new people in your class? Oh yeah. yeah most, ton. most of them, a lot of them that wreck. <laughs> yeah. We've, what? we've got a ton of newcomers into the class. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I think the narrative came that if we stick a light enough driver in the seat, and we get this thing all set up. We got front end weight that you can go out there and just open it up and it's going to hook and go. And I think more than anything, you have to drive these things. And it's probably no different than a pro stock. I mean, that clutch pedal is what wins the pull, I believe. I could be wrong, but you see people drive these things and we're right on that edge of, um, I think our tires are a little bit heavy for our weight, but there is... Even in building a new tractor, there's weight that's still available there. Like this tractor right here behind me, folks, we've been we've had it on the scales. The sheet metal's killing me. I mean, there's a lot of things on this vehicle that hurt. I do it as because a visual, I have a sponsor. I want it to be bright. It's my dad's trademark. It is the absolute worst thing on a mini rod, is that extra weight <laughs> that you can't put on the nose. So well, you, kudos to you for keeping running. You got to make it, the, well, looks good will way. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to strip them off there. I hate to do it, but I want to <laughs> win too. You know what I mean? Like so, I've, I've got another question for Mike going back to the tires. You know, you kind of spoke to the me with a bit of, you know, sure. I guess everybody got better, but you know, everybody advanced to the playing field together. You know, nobody's got something on someone cause they all just got them. Do you, think it's a good idea for sanctioning bodies to limit classes to running one specific manufacturer tire for for an entire class no no guys i i think it's a free enterprise for all businesses without a doubt i just the pullers like our little class could have just stayed with pro pullers and we'd be fine but we all ran out there and bought new tires because we have to, to to win I think it's good that, that new manufacturers can come into our sport, make a better product. So so I might have whined a little bit about the tires, but at the end of the day, it's great that new suppliers can come into our sport. That's my you, weren't acting, you, you weren't acting like Adam, Mike. No, no. I'm always the I'm the black sheep here. Everybody looks at me like I'm probably the worst person on here, but whatever. Um, no. Speaking of the pro, the, the pro stock class, uh, you know, because obviously we talk meat rods on this show, but Pro Stock is probably, if not the most popular, you know, one of the two popular, most popular class in pulling. 
How much do you – I mean, obviously, stuff breaks unintentionally or unplanned a lot of times. But in the middle of a summer, and this is probably a question for Tate, when you're chasing a Grand National title, like how much do you have to work on that thing, uh, if you if you don't mind revealing, uh, just a typical maintenance uh, of, the, of the tracker week to week? Uh, if we don't break anything, you mean? Uh, nobody intentionally ever breaks anything. Yeah. So, like, typically to, to avoid breakage, so, so you have good week, we come out of Say we come out of Benson this year healthy. What do we do yep. between then and Farley? No. There you go. That's right. <laughs> no. so, about six to eight runs on an oil change. Yeah. We run the valves every four to six passes. Um, bearing no problems, obviously. Yeah, uh, we adjust our clutches. We're a little different setup than everybody. Every two passes. Um, oh, we see a little dust flying out of them. It's, it's it needs some maintenance. You don't have to reveal any secrets. We're just for. I'm actually curious myself, to be honest. Um, yeah, the basic maintenance, pretty much valve train, oil, clutch, and yeah. your clutches every two passes on ours. I'll be honest about that. I don't care. Yeah. We're on a little different setup than other people. Um, yeah. Valve train, we like to check typically every four to six passes. Run the valves if everything's good. Um, turbo chargers are pretty solid. Sometimes you get a little stacking or something or a little grindy sounding. We'll send them back to Weimers and get them freshened up. Uh, we monitor RPM speed, all that crap on turbos. Uh, intercoolers are a deal. Mm. Um, we've gotten those a lot better over the past couple of years. Vital to the performance. Uh, obviously, we don't want to suck water at the starting line or have a leaky cooler. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, bearing a, a big problem, usually every four to six passes other than a clutch. Well, what a couple of years ago, I mean, and a lot of guys are struggling. bearings in these things every pass. You know what I mean? Well, that's good to hear. But we, we, but we, we have in the past. We have. We, we've got that behind <laughs> us, we think. Between our, our group and our team and our people that we work with, we've, we've got a pretty reliable engine program. Knock on wood. I need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, but, that's like, you know, things have happened. We've had some valve train issues last year. I'll be open about it. I won't tell details or what we've done to fix it. <laughs> Right. Uh, no, we shouldn't. We wouldn't want you to. Uh, you know, we're always working on something because when you fix another problem, and sure, you know, and we're always trying to progress, you find another problem. Just the same as any. Just good, just good maintenance and good practice. Uh, oh, and you always learn, and you're always, and you're always yeah. learning. It don't matter what class you're pulling, you're always learning. And um, there's a routine. You know, we get home from every weekend. There's a routine. Exactly what happens. I mean, it's pretty yep. program. Yeah, got and, it. And we get home, we all unload, and then me and Mike go to work Monday, and James is here Monday morning. He's doing exactly what we want in a specific order. And that's just how it goes. If there's an issue, then Carl gets involved. And yep. we figure it out. Makes sense. How many runs can you make in one of those engines if everything goes well in terms of the rods and all that happening before you have to swap any of that? I think, typically? I think the last engine that was happy, I'll call it happy, was uh, 26 passes. 
outside of normal, you know, just normal maintenance. We had 26 passes on before it broke crankshaft. Got it. Oh, cool. that's still impressive, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Really is. There you go. And it, and, it, and this you know, is a, a lot of these guys, not not just us, but a lot of these guys. I mean, we're competing against some very veteran people in this class too that really know what they're. Doing. Oh yeah. Yeah, to say the least. They play checkers out here. We're kind of proud of where we've come to and, and done what That's we've right. done and continue to do what we do. As you should uh, be. As you should be. Yeah. Is the diesel you all run, is it just like, could, could you just go to a gas station and get the diesel out of, a, out of the diesel pump? Is it the same as that? <laughs> yeah, you probably laugh at That's what I told you we run. I'll just keep that as that. <laughs> oh, 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 he's putting the Adam button. He's not telling us what he's running. <laughs> hey, I ain't hey, hey, I'll right. be honest with you. Out, out on the internet, we, we go to the farm tank out back and we pull it's off. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. We've, tested, love it. we've tested all, we've tested fuels <laughs> for days. Trust me. And you use the fuel, fuel, fuel. fuel right? like some of it, but we're not there yet. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty insightful info there. I, I, I like hearing that. Hey, we're, we're on a budget too, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. your bush light. That's right. So, I I would like to know if you guys, you know, are at Bowling Green Saturday night, and you're the last tractor in the class. You know, obviously we all get along good as far as fellow competitors in one another's classes. But if you had to take the win from someone that you're gonna, you know, beat out for that first place spot, who do you guys? want to see that taken from and i know we're all polite you know and we don't want to be rude to anybody but everybody's got to kind of have that Boy, person I, i'll answer you jason ruined because he beat my daughter last week oh yeah. <laughs> i love it i, I love it, it. I Tate, love what it. about you uh, i'll be honest with you and i guarantee he's listening right now i'd like to go whoop brandon simon's ass and then we'd have a beer <laughs> afterwards <laughs> yep. Well, maybe not, we that may not be a good subject right now. That may not be a good subject right now with the the trailer uh, issue Mike was talking about earlier. But I'm sure that was just between Mike oh, and, Audrey, up, not you and not you and Brandon, right? <laughs> so when you yeah, that's just good old buddy competitors, you know, right? Good that's guys. That's right. That's what good makes guys. it fun. Yeah. So at sure. the at the end of the night, we're all done pulling. I've seen that. Uh, Kubota driving around every now and then with some guys in it. Um, whose trailers are you stopping after the pool's over with to check in with people? I mean, who's some of your favorite people to stop by and see at the pools? Uh, kind of depends where we're at, to be honest with you. All right. Um, you know, like a, like a Bowling Green, yep. we like to kind of stop everywhere, and we like to go out to the uh, – you're in the high rent district down there on the asphalt, so you guys are kind of like right there in the main uh, influx of, of yep. who's running yeah. through there. We're open. We'll kind of stop anywhere. We like to have beers with everybody. Yep. You know, people I, I, like porn, we don't. I, I like to go see dude. Yep. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Purser. Purser. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, I, I, don't, go visit Wayne. I don't know if you remember this a couple years. Uh, it's been many years ago at Toma. You guys stopped by and. I don't know. Did you guys have a Jeep or something it's at one point in time? or Back in the day. Yeah, so I thought, I thought there was a Jeep there. So guys all jump out. My dad's out there and whatnot. And I come back from I don't know where. And I'm walking. I see like a $100 bill laying on the ground. And I walk a couple feet, and there's another $100 bill laying on the ground. 
I picked up maybe three or four hundred bucks. It wasn't a whole bunch, but uh, well, it wasn't a lot. I would say it, it, it wasn't a massive amount of money or anything. I seen Mike over there talking to my dad's like, oh shit. Well, I know this isn't mine because I can't, I don't have like $25 in my pocket. So I walked up to Mike and I think you guys were having a whiskey drink or a scotch and, and cigar and stopped by to see my, my dad and whatnot. But it was yeah, nice I like seeing everybody kind of congregates to, you know, before you know yeah. it, there's, you guys are there and we're there and half the art class is there. And right. Half the pullers are there. We, we yeah, like to drive by if, if somebody's sitting out in a chair and they're not real busy, you know, you'd like to stop. But if they're busy, you know, you know how it is, you know, you all pullers, you know, you don't want to bother people. But we like if people are out there and they're not real busy, we like to just stop and say hi. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Needless to say, there's uh, this podcast has been one of our best in terms of viewership. Obviously, it's because of you guys and the Mac Winter Nationals. Uh, announcement. So we all, us three, me, Tyler, and Adam, agreed that we will keep a bottle of Belvedi in our trailers uh, for the remainder of pulling history because they were wanting to know what you drink. And I, I revealed some info. So you will always have some on ice uh, whenever you feel like stopping in one of our camps. Um, Absolutely. And, and before you guys were coming on the show, and I know uh, I heard a little, a little splash there, Mike, you've got a couple more minutes. We typically do a segment on this show that's called the Man, I wish there was practice. You know, this is a no practice podcast because it's the only sport in the world where there is no practice. But we have a backstage technical guy who I think he's drinking tonight too, and he kind of got mixed up and brought you guys on, and we made it work. But we want to have you all as our guests on this Man, I wish there was practice segment. We're getting ready to highlight here, here real quickly from the National Farm Machinery Show, uh, and we're going to bring this person in. So I didn't we're get quick the minute here. Just hang, just hang around here for with us for a few minutes, Mike, Mike and Tate. Uh, and Tyler, you can kind of take over. This is kind of your segment here. Yeah, so here we see Mr. Ike Zering uh, at the National Farm Machinery Show. And he's, he's heading down the track. He's towards the beginning of the class. He's wide open into the sand pile, gets the red flag, hits the barrier. And that was, I think, the furthest distance that was pulled that weekend at the National Farm Machinery Show. They had to take a uh, bit of a break and move some concrete barriers. We can see Ike out the window, you know, kind of fist pumping there. Here we see it again in slow motion. I believe Mr. Mike Ott is the flagman there, giving him the green flag. He comes by. That thing hooks up, carries the pan just beautifully and it's probably when the box tops there that mr von bauer thinks to himself oh dear yeah as i <laughs> soars and plows through the sand pile and you can and see the red the flag pack him into that got dirty with the red flag there i mean that's outstanding i mean i mean boys would I mike would you put that. it through the sand pile like that what's that would you put it through the sand pile like that if given the opportunity well, that's I, a funny story. I, I given the opportunity, but I, I can tell you when you're, when you're real close and you know, your speed of your tractor, I mean, he, God bless him, but damn, oh, we're going to hear he, from uh, him. I don't know what to say, but <laughs> I hope he didn't bend his frame. <laughs> oh, I think he might've, <laughs> do, do you think he should have let out of it a little bit sooner? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you're you're probably right. We we might have to call him up here and, and get his side of it. I would say yeah, yes. Ike, how's, you know how it is how's it going? This is uh, Tyler on the No Prac podcast. We've got uh, Mr. Oh. Dace, Adam, 
Tate Ray, Mr. Mike Connie here. We're just reviewing your video from the farm show. Tell us what was going through your head during that phenomenal pass when you treated the uh, the sand pile like a snow pile and you had a plow on the front of your truck. So uh, a lot of it was um, I asked the rules earlier that day in the pool, and uh, they stated um, that only the first truck had option to drop if the class reset it, um the starting truck didn't have option so um on the second hook claypool was first and uh he backed out of it they reset it and uh so i i was next up and i was like well i was like i can't drop this so i gotta stay committed to it oh well you stayed committed i'll i'll admit <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, the, the reason i had the commitment was um yeah Back in 19, uh, used to run the, the decal Super Bowl. I know you pulled there a couple times, Tyler. Yes, sir. And uh, one year, Dad put it right in the pile. And uh, Rob Foster went in, and then everybody was going short. Well, then it was up to me, and uh, I ran it, and I had more ground speed than any of them. And I was like, well, Dad's already got this in the bag. Like, you know, I'll just put her in there and just kiss the pile. And I backed out, like, last 10 feet, just feathered it down kiss the pile yeah you weren't doing that again were you no so i he you know i get out and man you know i thought man everybody be happy and i'm like getting stern look why'd you back out of it i was like well i i didn't want to tear the truck up and we already had the win and dad you know he said he goes uh you know we built that truck together and uh if it can't hit that pile and still run he goes it was a hunk of shit to begin with <laughs> and so all weekend when we were getting the truck ready, everybody kept giving me shit. And they go, hey, are, are you going to back out of that pile? Said, no. Said, it's intimidating. No, I ain't going to back out of that pile. No, you're not going to back out. You did. And, and so typically I leave my belts loose. And I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to stay committed to this thing. I, I tightened them up as much as I could. And, uh. Cause I, I knew I'm like, man, we're on that red sled. Like we're going to get some speed with this. Thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Close to 40, right? Close to 40 yeah, mile an hour. Yeah. I was, I was yep. 35 mile an hour. Um, yep. I was hooked one to one and I was like, we're going to go. And, and they told us in the meeting, they said, watch that red light at the top. Said, All right. <laughs> yeah. You weren't watching the red light. Were you? <laughs> no, I, was. I, I had my eyes on that. Yeah. I don't know about I that. Can... Ike. <laughs> I doubt it. Out of, out of the corner. Yeah. And, but I was I was fixing on that red light. They said if anything's wrong, you're gonna get the red light. I said, All right. Yeah. And I'm going. I'm like, come on, Vaughn. I know you're back here. Stop this thing. He he and stopped you, all right. I get the flag like five feet from the pile. Yeah. And at that moment, I'm just like, well, we're yeah. committed, and I and I I just I thought, well, I'm just gonna let go of everything because if I hit this thing, I'm not gonna bump the throttle and, and make it even worse. Yeah. And, yeah. I went right in that thing, and I was really, I didn't get hurt because I thought it was going to be more cushion. Well, cement like, barriers don't have much cushion, you know. Well, that was the thing. I thought the sand pile was thicker. <laughs> I thought, man, this thing's going to like, you know, it's going to be a nice cushion. Pow! Pow! Well, tell, was he, tell us about the damage. About, tell us about the damage to the truck, Ike. I wasn't even thinking about the sled hitting me in the ass afterwards. Oh, it hit you in the ass, all right. Yeah. So... We get it done, and I look at them, and they're like, I was like, I want to keep it, 
You're going to keep it. Yeah, I don't think you'd drop that pass, would you? <laughs> I, I think I can do better, boys. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I looked at him, and I was like, well, run one more. And we're looking at the truck, and I'm like, well, track's not going to get better. I was like, so I said, if you guys are not going to – I said, you're going to reset it. I said, I'm just going to come right back. Yeah. I said, I don't know how bad it is, whatever. We're looking at it. I'm like – well, the bumper bars are completely trashed. The tailgate's trashed. And My, the bodies move like six inches forward. Minor I details. Only, I think the only thing hanging on that thing was the uh, the uh, the lift rods for the body. And so we're looking at it. Steering wheels broke on the truck, but frame is solid. It's just solid everything. <laughs> like, we'll bring it back. and Very so, nice. Uh, we come back and I'm like, man, this it's still not set, so I don't even know if this thing's gonna stop me or not. But the clutch was way too hot and it was just slipping too much. I'm like, ah, you know, it's kind of what it is, but you know, that's pulling. Yep, that's that's pulling, and you know, I gotta say, heck of a pass. You were committed, and uh, we honestly think you need to paint that thing like a fire truck because it clearly doesn't stop for red lights. That's right. <laughs> Well, well done, Mr. Ike. I think you had the, uh, Mr. Zaring, you had the best distance there at the farm show, and uh, you gave us all something to talk about, all right? Now, now i got to say one thing. I mean, if, if I knew going ahead of it I was going to be the first full drive on the uh, practice podcast, I'd have stayed in it, you know. <laughs> I, Mike Mike Connie thinks you stayed in it plenty long enough, so. Hey, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, Mike says congratulations, Ike. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to see um, Mike and everybody at Mac Trailers put on that truck show pool. I think it's an amazing event. I think what they do uh, supporting both organizations is, is great. And uh, I don't think enough appreciation really goes to those guys. Absolutely. Well, well said, sir. Well said. Hey, thank you, th thanks thank for your you. time and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Bye. And there we have it. Man, Mr. I wish there was practice. Yeah, hey, man, the, I wish there was the, practice segment. And we're just over call. just over the two hour mark as well here. A cold call to a, a guy who wrecked his shit, and he he was gracious enough to shout out the No Practice podcast as yeah, he was coming on. He and was then, in good spirits. Additionally, the Mac Winter National. So, uh, Mike. We normally try to keep this thing around two hours or so. I know Tate's probably uh, tending to the restroom right now, but anything final to add here? Uh, this has been a great show. Uh, we can't say enough uh, things about the Mac Winter Nationals. Again, tickets are on sale. Go to Ticketmaster. We will post that link to our uh, page afterwards. Um, and, and you heard what Mike said. To grow this event, we need people in the seats. Uh, every year, the first two years have been great, but let's get more people there. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Tell everybody you know to buy a ticket to the Mac Winter Nationals. But anything is a final parting statement from either of you guys, uh, you know, on, on your debut in the No Practice podcast? No, just thanks, guys. We enjoyed it. Uh, we're all doing the best we can do to, for pulling and promote the sport from your side to our side and all the pullers. And let's let's keep have a safe next season and safe winter Nationals. Very well said, Tate. I think uh, I think I think the man himself just uh, put it as bad as well as we could. Anything you got to add? Yep, same thing. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, me and Julia watch every time you guys have one, and we laugh and have a good time. Yep. And uh, appreciate what you guys are doing for the sport, and uh, let's keep her rolling. Uh, yep.
Pull, pull bets. Let's keep going and appreciate hey. you guys and all the pullers out there that keep coming. Don't want to extend any longer. Who's who should our next guest be? Who who would you guys recommend as our next guest? Uh, I think you should entertainment value uh, Russell Hildebrand and his wife. Oh boy, Russell Hildebrand. <laughs> we've I we've heard that about once a week. Loose Cannon, baby. And uh, there's never a dull moment with him. I think you get a lot of good views on that one. Okay. All right. Okay. We All might right. reach out to you to facilitate it. Absolutely. <laughs> So, very good, guys. Again, no practice podcast. We will return. Um, actually, the week of the MAC Winter Nationals will be our next episode, I believe. It's uh, – no, the week before, March 13th. Um, thanks for all your support. Again, every show continues to grow. Support the MAC Winter Nationals. Uh, we're here to promote the greatest motorsport in the world. So, that's a good sign-off, everybody. Mike, Tate, appreciate you guys. We always do a parting cheers. Cheers, so, guys. Appreciate Cheers to it. Yeah, Thank you. We'll see. We'll see everybody soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That's a wrap. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Practice Podcast. Have a good one. Bye. bye. Stay tuned for the next episode, where we guarantee there still won't be any practice. Bye bye.